are Squawking Dead. And welcome to a pre-recorded version of our normal broadcast. And I have to tell you, we have not gone uh, not live in over a year. From episode 24, when we first got started going live, we've done live broadcasts of our show. And it's kind of weird to not have an audience like nervously, me like nervous, like <laughs> monitoring the chat, making sure everything's in place, looking at all these monitors. Now all I have to do is look at notes and uh, kind of make sure Rachel's still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I am here. <laughs> um, so it's great, but I do feel like I'm talking to you guys when I'm doing this. It, it has been a while, but I, I this what's good about doing a pre-record is that like I can focus on Rachel more. I can focus on my notes. I can cut out things. I don't have to worry about flipping back and forth and making sure this conversation is still going. And you know what I mean? Which which yeah. happens. I mean, and you save me a lot, Rachel. Carol <laughs> saves me a lot. So it's great to not have that monkey on my back. So, but I mean, you know, in the in the future, we're planning on doing a lot in relation to this. So a lot of our broadcasts, our live broadcasts are going to be, uh, the nature of our live broadcasts are going to be a lot more different. Um, and it's going to be way better, in my opinion, because, and we're not going to get into this a little bit more until uh, The Walking Dead Season 10 starts. Because the, between, we have to pre-record this episode because of time. Rosh Hashanah is actually starts Sunday night. Uh, and Monday night. So I'm going to be out those nights. So we had to pre- pre-record this evening. Um, and then if th- this evening being Saturday night, you know, as we just finished watching the episode, like last night, I took notes today. So what we're doing now is pre-recording it to be premiered on Monday. At some point, we have to figure out the exact time uh, to like, I'm basically trying to tailor, now that we have a pre-recorded, we can tailor it to specific audiences. So like, let's say we want to pre- premiere it at five o'clock. Uh, it's just enough time at like 10 o'clock in, you know, in London, let's say, which we, we are starting to mass an interesting following of really <laughs> cool people. Um, and five o'clock is about time when work is over. And sometimes I know a lot of people, I don't know about you, Rachel, but a lot of people I know don't finish work exactly at five. Yeah, no. So, and what's good about that is they can they can start it up on their drive home if they do mm-hmm. and like continue listening to the live broadcast on the way home or something like that so It'll be good to test out that how that works um, as we go. And I think our future shows are going to be like that. However, we're going to be including an option, um, a monthly option for people to kind of chip in, keep the lights on, keep us moving and going. Uh, it's kind of like a way of, of putting their money where their mouth is, where their, well, their money where our <laughs> broadcast our is. Are, yeah, right? are, yeah. <laughs> Put the money in the mouth and the, and the show comes out. <laughs> so. Um, but well, people it, probably don't realize how much it takes, you know, to keep to keep it going. You know, yeah. you don't you don't shed a whole lot of light on what it is you do. I don't. It costs hundreds of dollars actually a yeah. year. I mean, so. I, I literally even dropped. I, I can tell you right now, I dropped over like four hundred and seventy dollars just to uh, just to get some of the swag that we're gonna have for New York Comic Con. We have a panel this Thursday. Oh, it is this Thursday. October third. Wow, Yes, our panel is a TWD panel f- featuring Jeremy Palco, who plays Andy uh, from the Hilltop, who passed away. Uh, talking about Morgan, you know, with Morgan as he was uh, uh, revisiting the satellite station and and, and liberating <laughs> it. Um, and then we have James Chen, who played Cal uh, Ooh, from Hilltop. Okay. He has that line: uh, "You you stole um, somebody's pan- sorghum pancakes to Xander Berkeley." He goes, "I didn't steal no pancakes." <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
And I, anyway, so, and, and we kind of want, he's going to be in the new season. So I kind of want to know, or I don't, we actually, I don't know if he's going to be in the new season. I just know that he's going to be back. I know he's confirmed that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Oscar's Red Hat. Uh, so that's uh, Oscar Rodriguez. Very good artist uh, in the style of, of the comics mostly, mm-hmm. but uh, he, ad- he adapts it, makes it, makes it his own. Um, and he was a whisperer in season nine of The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. And so what's going to be good about that is like finding out how he got into The Walking Dead and then how he even got on the show. And I kind of know the story, but I want to know a little bit more from his perspective, from his voice, how he put it and how it was. I definitely want to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, we got um, Frankie, quote unquote, uh, the character oh, yeah. Frankie, at least four, who uh, who <clears throat> was one of Negan's wives who ended up on the pike, unfortunately. And I think what's good about having her on is that we get we're going to get a little bit more of the backstory, I think, with her character motivations, because each character, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season gets like a little bit of a, a blurb. They get to talk to showrunners to find out what their motivations are and, you know, how what what kind of approach they're going to be taking to whatever little lines, I guess, they get. You know, mm-hmm. it's always going to be too little when it comes to lines and, and dialogue. Yeah. Um, but you still want it to be convincing. So you need that. You need that backstory, that motivation. You know, yeah, why you are that. you there? Why are you saying it? Yeah, you, they always get a little bit more that we're never going to be privy to. Like, <laughs> and they can only do so much. I'm realizing like, as I watch the, the Walking Dead and, and especially Fear the Walking Dead, because there are some things I notice across those seasons, like at least season four and season five, that like, could have been punched up a little bit more, could have had mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more like, impactful lines. Like, I, we, I even noticed it in season nine. There are some moments that could have been drawn out a little bit more, but obviously for time, there's only so much you can do. No. But it's going to be great to have her be able to tell us what she, you know, what like the background that we weren't getting fully the, mm-hmm. and the significance it was to have her on this pike. So, yeah. so all four of those, uh, room one, eight, two, four, come see us. Come find me. <laughs> come find me. <laughs> and that's going to be, uh, BMNY deadcast, Chris, uh, one of our hosts. Um, and you know, the, the showrunner for BMNY deadcast, we got Meg the Geek, who is a who is a human who hosts, <laughs> hosts along with us. A human she is geek. a human. <laughs> she just had a build 'em up series with. Uh, she just did the Lego build 'em up series with uh, like the Friends. The Friends um, set, yeah, 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 the Central Perk set. Yep, that was, um, awesome. that, that was kind of fun to watch. It's always fun to watch Meg do her thing too. She's just as goofy uh, on her own platform as she is with us, and it's it's kind of great to see both sides of that, you mm-hmm. know. But it like it's it's also kind of like. Do you remember how we were just we we're just talking as we uh, as we we're recording, like how um like the difference between being alone and having somebody there to help you host and stuff like that and it's there's Mm -hmm. it's definitely present when you see her doing her videos because she's she's there alone she's writing her own script there's no feedback you know so and they're all professionally done she she does a really great job yeah but like yeah she just she she admits her foibles when the batteries run out she goes well i can't do anything about that (laughs) like <laughs> like and she's trying to talk to the audience that's not there uh, it's it's just great though it's just I, she has a great personality and i just, so i will put the link in the uh in the episode notes and uh the description for that build em up series for that build em up part of that build em up series yeah uh it's, it's cute um and uh yeah and me I'll be there too. <laughs> I ordered a whole bunch of things that I, I ordered magnets. Um, actually, like uh, the square magnets with the, uh, the squ- of Squawking Dead and the website, and a little blurb on it too, like a podcast pulverizing episodes of AMC's The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Um, so, I mean, if they come in on time, <laughs> I'm hoping they do. <laughs> Probably get there on Thursday, but uh, it, then then I'll be bringing them with. Uh, if not, well, sorry, I, I have at least a, <laughs> I have business cards about about a thousand business cards. 
yards between New York Comic Con and, and Walker Stalker Atlanta. We will be there. Mm-hmm. And who's going right. to be there? Uh, if you can, in case girl. you did not miss it, yes. <laughs> Rachel's going to be joining us. And if you, if, you, if you did miss it, she, we released the graphic of her coming along with us. Uh, it's a Squawking Dead table. It's going to be with Rachel, me, uh, OG, Squawk and D, Carol G, and, uh, and Meg the Geek. And Meg the Human. Meg the Human <laughs> Meg the human Geek. Meg the Human Geek. <laughs> so it's like a trapeze art. It's like, and in this corner, make the human geek. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a certain. It's like a mutant name. <laughs> like what is like? She strikes a pose. Whoa! But speaking of pose, she just got a haircut. Yeah, and it, it looks really cool. Oh my gosh, it really does. I really it does. Out really, her. really, really cool. I love yeah. the color she picked too. Yeah. Yeah, the co- between the color and the style mm-hmm. too. The like the little flip right at the end. Oh yeah, but you know the stylist did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, I trust you. She's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like pleasantly surprised. I think. I hope <laughs> we don't know what happened behind the scenes for that pic that she posted. No, I think no, I think she's really happy with it. Yeah, she hasn't. I haven't heard her complaining about it or anything. But, After the crime, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, when you go to your hairstylist and they do you all up and, and you know, you're never going to look like that again because you go home and you try to replicate it and you're like, fucking curling iron. <laughs> <laughs> At least those are the stories I hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That's so funny. Um, I'm going to try to get more news on that um, Haunt for Dead October thing. But I mean, I, it doesn't look like I'll be going. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's after uh, Walker Stalker, right? Yeah. That's the week after Walker okay. Stalker. Uh, it's, it was supposed to be in West Virginia, but like, but I heard tell, I heard tell that they were going to move it down to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. And if that's the case, I, I just can't do it. It's just, it would be no, yeah. I mean, another trip out and more hotels. Yeah. It just wouldn't be something I'd be able to do. So, no. I mean, I, I mean, after all, my monthly Mac, Mac and Cheese Club meeting is in that weekend. So why would I <laughs> sacrifice that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about, are you going to make it to Camp Merrimack? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, we're going to be there, at Camp Merrimack. You know, I'm surprised that I didn't mention it, like when you, <laughs> when uh, when we were talking I'll, about our house. I'll cleaning. be there too. Yeah, so Camp Merrimack is that Thursday night, the same week of Walker Stalker. Uh, they had a tremendous amount of announcements over the last uh, week, actually, a uh, week and a half. Uh, they announced uh, Jerry, mm-hmm. uh, Smug Orange, uh, which yeah. is uh, Cooper Andrews, is going to be there. Uh, Sabrina Gennarino, uh, Jeremy Palco, and then last but not least, and there's more, obviously. That If you go to CampMerrimack.com, they should have the graphic with all of them in it. And last but not least, Kari Payton just was mm-hmm. just dropped. Um, I think Thursday night. Yep. Thursday evening. Thursday at six o'clock. I just o'clock. saw that too. Yeah. I think was that Friday or th- no? It was Thursday, right? It yeah. was late. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that happened. <laughs> I'm super. I'm super excited. I'm going. I'm going to be at Camp Merrimack too. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be great. So it's going to be me, you. I think Meg's going to be there. I'm yeah. pretty sure she she was like. Well, she'll she definitely was, be there. She's my ride. <laughs> Mine too. Come find me. <laughs> Come find me. <laughs> I should really like see if like I can get picked up or something. Because I drove down last time. That that's how I was able to get around. But and I, I kind of oh. just left my car in Sonoy. Really, like. Oh, that, okay. That's so weird that like there was no metered parking or anything like that. You know, and I just <laughs> left it there. I actually left it there, and we took an Uber back to the hotel, like where I was staying with Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then we, then we just went back, and then you know, it was like the, it was like just there, <laughs> sitting there the whole weekend, which is weird. I mean. 
it's like coming from New York. Um, you just can't do that. You can't leave your, you usually can't leave your car anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just a strange thing to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could drive, hypothetically drive around anywhere I wanted to, but now it's just like, yeah, it's different. It's different. And Sonoy is kind of like out there. Like, I don't know what bus you'd have to take if you really had to, you know? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, so remind me to bring up Camp Merrimack the next show around. Just like you have to remind me to record, which am I? Yes. I'm just <laughs> yes. kidding. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So remind me because uh, I will, I'll make like a little list that I can read off of the, of all the guests. Cause there are more They're like Mar- Marisol Correa. Um, I haven't like, even seen the full list. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. There, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of people from the show that will be showing up too. Um, it's like a surprising amount. I mean, I'm sure I feel like, oh, Pollyanna McIntosh too. She's going to be there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And she was like one of the first bigger names that that was slated to come on. So. And those are three people that I didn't get the chance to meet in um, Chicago. So. Mm, <laughs> this is gonna be a real treat for you you know yeah. yeah i have no idea what to expect i with Kari nope. payton i i'm i'm in like, oh i did meet Kari. no i did meet Kari. sorry i have pictures with him but mm. not uh cooper or pollyanna oh i see i see yeah it's gonna be a treat i mean it's gonna be way more intimate which is like it's just i'm just like i i don't know Nicer. now i really don't know what to expect like it's one thing if like <laughs> That's Pollyanna's here. Okay. Sabrina Jennerino's here. That's cool. Marisol is like really, really warm. She's really great to talk to. Jason's going to be there. Jason uh, Kirkpatrick, who I'm looking very forward to seeing okay. again. Who Awesome dude. You will love that guy. He's yeah. off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> really friendly. Awesome. You know, like, there, there are some people that you meet that you, you, that are like, I'm not going to say inspiring, but they just don't care. Like, you know, like they don't care what well, other people think of them. Yeah. They just do what they want. That's him. They're very laid show. back. They remind you that they're just people. Yeah, yeah, they're just. <laughs> I mean, yes, people. they're celebrity, they're celebrities, but they're people. You know, they have yeah. conversations just like yeah, they, we do. Yeah, well, he's like one of those people that just wants to hang out and like That's be cool. genuinely hanging out and talking. And if yeah. they, he doesn't want to talk to you, he'll go, "Okay, bye." <laughs> No, not rude, but like he'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna." What was that? Yeah, I think I'm being called over here. Like, not That's really, I, but yeah. I just want to go now. <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. That's how I felt meeting Alana Masterson too. She has that kind of personality, super laid back. I mean, literally, I met her and three seconds later felt like you know we were friends. Just very comfortable to talk to. I actually I remembered my words, unlike when I met Ryan Hurst, <laughs> where you're like, duh, duh. yeah, and I'm like, words. <laughs> Woods. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's it was like bad. through yonder window break, Ryan? I don't, yeah. I don't I don't remember saying anything in front of him. I probably was just a I don't oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably embarrassing if I remembered it. It would probably be very embarrassing. I bet you it was really endearing. I mean, because you saw him three times, it had to have like equalized, <laughs> <I did>. right? <laughs> you you it would had think. to have got you would think so. Like you would think like each day would get better and better, but no, like I'm, and the lines weren't even super long. So like it's, you know, I wasn't like working myself up or anything. Like you'd get in there and like five minutes later, there you are. And I'm just as like, <laughs> <laughs> and do you, did you have general or VIP or some kind of some kind uh, general? I, I just had general. Yeah. See, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, which actually brings me to some interesting news because uh, just on Friday, Walker Stalker, a.k.a. FanFest, for those who don't <laughs> know by now, they actually sent out an email to all of us um, just informing us like, I mean, the subject of the email is like, this is the end, <laughs> like practically. Oh, geez. But uh, I don't, did you get this email? I just want to make sure. Uh, po- possibly. I get possibly. like 15 emails. A day. I don't read emails <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I really um, don't. <laughs> 
So it was actually, I, I saved, did I save it? Oh, whatever. If I didn't, whatever. But the su- summary of the email is basically as follows. Like, you know, thank you for attending all the Walker Stalkers that we, you know, we got to this point where we were able to give you Walker Stalker beyond Atlanta. So, you know, you're talking about New Jersey, Nashville, London, mm. Chicago. I mean, Australia in two cities. Right. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I mean, we were ambitious and I think that was the, that was the beginning of the end. And, uh, I mean, that's not really, I'm kind of par, I'm pretty much paraphrasing like the things that I've been saying online and, and in our broadcasts. Um, but like, you know, we, 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 we bit off more than we could chew essentially. And, Mm. um, we're here to announce that we will be doing Walker stalker only in Atlanta and under the fan fest banner, I think, uh, starting 2020, I think, or 2021, I believe. And uh, it's going to be more of a multi-fandom thing. Like you can already tell it's kind of be- like this Walker Stalker Atlanta is kind of like that. I think they're trying that out because you have the X-Files actors, you have the uh, the Lost actors, Scream, uh, what, what, Sons what, of Anarchy. Who from Lost is going to be there? Oh, uh, the guy that played Faraday. Uh, there are quite a few actors from, from like five, I think, lo- actors from Lost that are going to be there. Not the bigger names. I know what you're thinking, but... Do you though? Do do you though? I don't. Are you thinking like what, like uh, Dominic Monaghan or something? Or yeah, I see. You think that's a big name? You that's think a big, a big name, name to me. You think so? Yeah, okay. he's Lord All of right. the Rings. I mean, yeah, but it's such a minor minor role. But he, like, but for some <laughs> reason, very iconic. I yeah, I mean, not Penny's yeah, boat. I get it. I mean, not I get Penny's it. boat. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, they're moving in that direction, and I think they're gonna keep going. I mean, like they said, this is the end, but like, I mean, really, their their multi city Walker Stalkers were like it's only a couple years, I think. And they kept adding oh. more shows throughout the years. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's ambitious. Like they really, I, they really harnessed the power of the walking dead and like had them on the populace. And then ever since then it just started declining and it just kind of, I mean, at least with popular audiences. So, mm. and I think that's, that's kind of like, you know, you have to kind of roll with the punches and the tide, you know, yeah. and then, and then, and not keep adding more shows without knowing your audience. So well, it sounds like a smart decision. You know, they realized it wasn't working. We need to cut our losses and do something different and get back on track for the fans. Yeah, so, scale back. When I met Chandler Riggs, there was li- literally no one in his line. Right. No one. I walked right up to him. He's going to be there too, by the way. Is this, he? Well, this, I hope this his line's a lot longer this time. Yeah. Angel Theory is going to be there too. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. I'm, oh my gosh. But she's still talking shit about Walker Stalker though. But I mean, that says a lot that she's fulfilling a commitment. You know what I mean? Even though she has an opinion about it, she signed up for something and she's going to see it through. So I, yeah. I find that respectable at least, you know? Yeah, I think so too. All right. So let's, let's get, let's dig into this episode. Yeah. Like so we 42 show minutes today. later. <laughs> I yeah. I give it to you to give me your impressions. Like, what do you think of this one? Because yeah, this first. episode to me felt a lot like the last episode of season six. This was, you know, an oh shit moment where, I mean, we're ending a season going, holy shit, you know, and we have no idea what's coming next. I mean, this is the huge cliffhanger though. Um, Yeah, I didn't expect that though. So to actually have that cliffhanger at the end was like, I don't know. My initial reaction, of course, was like, really? Come on. And then I'm like, all right. Okay. I I see you, AMC. I see. I see what's going on here. I see what's going on. Here. And you said AMC, like there's yeah. like a bigger kind of picture thing going on here. 
I'm wondering myself too. Like, I mean, my impression of this episode is kind of like, I mean, it was a, it was a lot. It's a longer episode. It's, uh, I think it's at least um, ten extra minutes. Oh, okay. Which allowed us to get that wedding that mm-hmm. everybody so wanted. This is something we talked about last week. Like, yeah. All right, if it's a little longer, we have a little time for the wedding, <laughs> and then we can move on. And that's literally what happened. That's literally how I, how it went down, and then we can move on. Yep. Yeah, and they did. Yep. Oh, I lo- I love that scene too. I think they did it perfectly they put the wedding in right just the right spot they kissed and then june grabbed her gun (laughs) (laughs) and get your gun yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, man i mean to kind of i'm trying to put like a a stamp on this episode and it's really really difficult because there's there's so many moments where it felt like they were building up to to something and then it just got taken away from them and every single i I wouldn't say there were bad decisions right so the initial no no. yeah the initial decision of calling um i'm gonna say annie calling uh, virginia (laughs) virginia annie oakley uh calling virginia (laughs) the initial decision to it's not necessarily a bad decision i mean it's it's the one that they had decided to do the episode before and they right. didn't know any better um but as the episode kind of unfolds like they start realizing well, why are we giving up on this and then they figure out ways to kind of you know safeguard the place by having walkers surrounded technically and, and you know this way virginia doesn't mess with them and then they lose that and virginia's still on her way <laughs> it's just and then like with every single decision they make it's kind of like you know what they build up to a point and then it's like they realize they keep swerving this way and that way and they and then they kind of lose it's like it's like having everything that building up everything just to have it disappear do you know what i mean yeah yeah like just slip through your fingers that's why i was so upset last episode when morgan when morgan did call virginia for help like they just saw the place overrun with walkers and he's like oh well we need help like you didn't even dude like take take a minute like assess the situation like you've always done and you'll realize that there's a way out of this which is what they ended up doing i mean they they did clear out the walkers they did you know do all the stuff that they could have done without virginia's help and now here she is i and i still don't think it was a bad decision i just think they jumped the gun and then it was everybody's decision too oh yeah yeah but yeah and it wasn't yeah things didn't happen the way they did because of bad decision making it was just they were forced into a corner and this was their only this was the only way out and like morgan said you know saving all these people would be for absolutely nothing if it led us to this point and got them killed you know yeah this is the way to keep them alive that's 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 very interesting that you say that because when it was the beginning where they didn't have all those people in tow they could do anything yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start adding more people in tow, the stakes get way, way, way higher. Mm-hmm. And I feel and like people to... who m- maybe can't defend themselves as well as you know our main group can either. So maybe, now we're... maybe not. I, I feel like the stamp. We don't, on... we don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the stamp of this episode is really like, and I feel like this. There's it repeats itself throughout the episode, at least in two places. One is overall with all the people, and that's and and then at the end with Morgan mm-hmm. is that they should. It, it should be like etched on their tombstone. They should have trusted themselves some more. Yeah. Because yeah. like really like the impossible is possible. Like it, I think I think that was their downfall. I'm starting to feel like that was their downfall because I, I was trying to tie in all these things. Like why did this happen? You know, why did mm-hmm. everything they try to do like not do? Why did it all kind of crumble away? Why did it slip through their fingers where every other time throughout the season it didn't? Like they were mm-hmm. able to master themselves out of a situation. You know, as long as they kept pushing and trying and trying and trying, they just they would succeed it mm-hmm. wasn't luck i mean it looks like luck 
but it's just them not quitting. And like here, the second they reach this impasse, the second they have all these people in tow, they just stop trusting themselves. And that's, I think, what let this all slip through their fingers. I mean, I and sure. like, that's boastful, yeah. but makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you could tell like it's it's very deflating to kind of get to this point and and have this happen. It's it's like watching. I mean, it's it is a lot like watching the end of season six and the yeah, opening right? for season seven hundred one. Even yeah. down to the scene, I saw somebody actually put up an image <laughs> of Negan with the bat kind of going down the barrel of oh. the camera and Jenny with the barrel of the gun pointing at Morgan's oh, head. Yeah. And it was like eerie, eerily mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah. yeah. You know? That was the first thing I thought at at the end of the episode. When when the episode was over, I that I had the same feeling that I did in yeah, in the last episode of season 6. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Can I tell you though, I'm not, I'm like, as I'm trying to pro, I'm still trying to process this episode. <laughs> I'm not upset, really. There's a lot of, I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm upset emotionally, like I'm upset because of what <laughs> happens, but I'm kind of coming around to what, to the events of this episode. Cause it's one thing, like, um, there's a level which I'm, I'm trying to be as though I was there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, trying to experience, like, live vicariously through our convoy, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not like rooting for Jenny. You know, like I'm, <laughs> right. I'm there with our, our, our protagonist, right? But on the on the other hand, like I'm also kind of like trying to see it from Jenny's point of view, you know. However, because like we learn that from, I, no, no. I mean, obviously, but like <laughs> you try to kind of the best way to kind of understand your enemy is to kind of see their motivations, right? Why mm-hmm. do they do what they do? You know, from their point, it's like it's like we learn from the saviors. Like what they are not evil, you know what I mean? Like in a way they are, but you know, it, it's like Negan said, it's like you know, you always you always think uh, you're not the bad guy until you know. Yeah, exactly. The bad, yeah, the bad guy never thinks they're the bad guy yeah you know just just like when i tagged you know tagged you in the other day too you know the if we were watching anybody else's story our our group would be the enemy you know right. and 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 that's exactly it you know our our hero is who we start the show with who we're following because we know their story right. but we don't know we don't know anything about jenny yeah nothing i mean we know she is helping people but through extreme methods but that doesn't clarify anything no it doesn't that, that, so we i mean we still don't know what her motive are not at all i mean it's i mean we we do get a little bit of insight into jenny like via certain interactions and via like this humbug's humbug's gulch settlement too oh yeah you know when we see the The history there yeah i mean you see like remnants and history of like of like these people these walkers who happen to be wearing her soldiers gear let's call them Mm -hmm. soldiers with the keys and stuff like that and um you could tell there was like a little skirmish or something between them or Mm -hmm. an extermination maybe we don't know like maybe they shot a couple and waited for them to reanimate and then but i mean yeah. all we know is that there was there was there were some of her soldiers there that didn't make it and which mm-hmm. may imply that these people had a last stand kind of says a little bit about how she feels about her own people too although i mean we don't again we don't really know the timeline we don't know details but someone had to come back and lock them all in there yeah yeah that makes and, sense. and at that time her her soldiers you know her people were in there now they may have already been dead and so they just you know what what could what are you, what are you gonna do now but right who knows i mean she seems who knows yeah i mean somebody was there after the fact when i first watched the episode i was actually thinking that i mean and this made sense to me and it may still make sense, but I don't know now after watching the second time uh, that like maybe some of her own soldiers like turned, became turncoats and like fought back oh. against Ginny. 
So sure. that, that's what I was thinking because that makes more sense for the character because to do that and, and maybe it was after that settlement because she mm-hmm. says, are you freaking kidding me? Like that yeah. you were there. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was the place that changed my ethos, right? Like, you know, shoot the dead weight and then keep the, keep the strong, you know? Yeah. Because I was thinking like, okay, why would she say that? Like of all places, you're there and finding <laughs> the dead soldiers and then like I, I keep thinking maybe that's where maybe they were so inspired by the person who ran that place that they decided hey Ginny let's not upturn the apple cart here you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. And, and and she decided nah fuck you guys boom 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 <laughs> you guys could be a soldier walkers or something and then just you know and then just they, she, she locks them in send them in there yeah send yeah. them in there infect it yeah yep yeah and just and just eh. just yeah turn them I loose I see her doing that it does say to me that there something happened there that made her change as a person or maybe decide that she needed to be more strong more, more of a strong arm tactic person which mm-hmm. explains a lot about why she get and i really i knew i knew she wasn't going to let morgan get away with it mm-hmm. like with away with like strong arming her tactically or like uh, negotiating on the negotiating table like you could tell she did not want to comply with morgan's demands for everybody mm-hmm. to be safe no matter where they are I, I how, just knew how was he going to guarantee that though? I mean, he agreed to to have everybody go with her, but he knew they were going to all be separated. So he's just going to take her at her word that she wouldn't kill anybody. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe her. That's a really good point, but I think it's the only way of it making sense. Like if if they started killing yeah. people, and she may still, but like if they start seeing that they're going to kill that they're killing people, that's forty one people that will be no matter where they are. Like only five places. So what is that? Eight people per place. Mm-hmm. So you know if any one of them sees that any one of them are harmed that's eight people eight nuisances per place that's eight True. people that they have to kill at, at each place out of you know and that's what is 40 people into 871 that's uh, about five percent i think <laughs> You silly uh, doing math. <laughs> 80, 80 is 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 5% of their newfound population. Ooh, it could be more because I'm not adding 270 and 40. Yeah. 271 and 40. That's 900. That's 900 and uh, da, 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 951. That's 951 people total. So, well, minus Morgan. This is, it's an even 950. <laughs> Isn't that weird how that worked out? Yeah. Maybe she's like really like obsessive compulsive and just needs to cut the round corners. It, had, it, was, no, it was nothing <laughs> can't personal. Have one extra. <laughs> and yet it is personal because of, because is. of what she says at the end. But we'll get to that. But uh, uh, I just I just find that you find out so much more about her just through subtle things, mm-hmm. just subtle bits. Yeah. She she tried, but she didn't try very hard to keep everybody out of there too. And Morgan's like, you know, we need help clearing this place. And she's like, no, 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 just keep moving. You're, it's not going to work. Right. Don't stay there. Just keep going. It's, uh, but that was, was really all the effort she put in. Yeah. She said it's like too far gone. Yeah. She said, yeah. Yeah. Like she didn't want them to go in there. But Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I she know. was trying to coax her. Which, by the way, a lot of a lot of the interaction was kind of told us a little bit more about what we were talking about last week. We had assumed, or we had theorized that let's uh, let's let this little sheriff walker walk up to their camp and lead mm-hmm. them to Humbug's Gulch. That was not the case. No, I, I think we could have helped them in the writers' room with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I so I, I do still think she was trying to at some juncture maybe maybe she did sabotage the bridge. Maybe, I still think that's a yeah. I still yeah. think that's a. On the table for sure yeah maybe after their her showdown with uh those people at humbug's gulch they she decided to kind of clear out the walkways or the 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 roads leading into that place mm-hmm. so maybe that's what she was trying to do and and that's what ended up happening yeah. um yeah you know, yeah you know. so we were wrong about that but that's fine it was fun <laughs> to theorize yeah 
Yeah. And I don't I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see more cowboy walkers. A little bit, yeah. I, I was trying to pay more. attention. But, but those were all like people, like they were living there. They weren't actors. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. But I mean, like they'd probably be wearing the, their costumes, I guess, is maybe. Or maybe it's not that well, comfortable. Well, yeah, because those were the clothes that were left behind. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be wearing them. Are you kidding? I'd put the fanciest dress on and strut <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be and, having fun, at least for one day. Yeah, at least for one day, because you'd <laughs> yeah. be killed the other days. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, like imagine you wear those big uh, like bell dresses with the hoops on them and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You'd be like, you'd <laughs> give me be, one of those lace umbrellas, <laughs> <laughs> and walkers would be like hanging on the the hoops. Yes, like yes. You'd, be, you'd be dragging them, and then you have one of those like cartoon moments where they just gets torn down. And you're like, oops, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and then you walk away sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured it. <laughs> like a vaudeville actor, right? Off screen, yeah. Off screen. Oh my gosh. Oh, then I need the big giant feathers to cover up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it'd be, then it'd be like a, what is it? Wait, uh, we went burlesque to burlesque. Show. Yeah. We went from, yeah. <laughs> Cowboys to burlesque. I really only watch shows that have already ended. <laughs> a lot of people say that about The Walking Dead, I've been finding out, by the way. That- Except for The Walking Dead. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's us. So, like, we want to yeah. be there as it as it happens. But like a lot, I've been finding out a lot of people a think it's either over or it's it's going to be finished soon. And b when I tell them that it's not finished, that they that they'll be watching it all once it's done, which is interesting to mm-hmm. me. Like that's I think that's really kind of the way things are moving. And there's something that gets lost. I think also there's a lot of excitement that gets lost. A lot of fandom. Maybe the idea of fandom gets lost eventually, and it's not something we can I com- harness. I completely agree i think watching a show live week to week is a completely different experience than just binging it you don't get the attachment to the characters the same way when you have to go a whole week without them (laughs) yeah for sure i I I like my friend so my colleague um at work at my my day job he's actually catching (laughs) up from i think season i think he finished yeah he he finished season eight of the walking dead he's blowing through season four I think he watched season nine. He's blowing through season four of Fear the Walking Dead. And I think he's going to start. He's probably already a chunk into season five of Fear the Walking mm-hmm. Dead. And he's like talking to me about it now. And I'm like, what's what's interesting about like we started at, at the beginning of season eight. So I, like I can recall a whole bunch of things. Like, tell him, did you know this? Did you know that? Like mm-hmm. Frank, Frank Delane left the show, which is why they had to make all these crazy big narrative changes and mm-hmm. double down on cast. And, you know, and so like, it's kind of like, it's interesting to watch him like catch up and now like get really interested in the show and hopefully he'll be done by the time season 10 comes around to the walking dead. But it, it kind of goes further to the point. Like there's, there's still holdouts. There's still people who want to watch live, but I yeah. just feel like I, I don't like this idea of binging everything. I don't like, there's something like, I really don't like when a show comes out, let's say on Netflix and has all the episodes lined up. Oh, I love that. There's something so like <laughs> that puts me off about it though. But see, Netflix has has done a good job because they know they drop all their episodes. Um, it's it's the structure of each episode is totally different. Like they're because they drop a whole season at once, it is such a slow process because they know you're going to binge it. So yeah. you get almost you get almost zero information in like the first three episodes. Oh, that's interesting. Like you have to you have to keep binging, and they know you're going to. So yeah, it's a super super slow process to get any sort of information. You know where you notice that the most is the um, the Marvel uh, series like Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. uh, Dragon. Yeah. And yeah, it's like Cage. the last three episodes of the season are action packed, and that's yeah. it. 
Yeah, it, it's like the beginning of the end. Like there's, they really, there is something to be said about not having to set up these dramatic breaks for commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like The Walking Dead may be moving to that direction, that space too. Mm-hmm. I penned a really interesting article about the difference between people watching Scars, that, that Michonne episode with the X mm-hmm. scars in the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, the difference between people who got screeners, AMC premiere, and the people who watch live, there's a huge gap between those people who experienced it without commercials and then those who watched it uh, when it aired publicly. And there was something so undercut about the drama when you were watching commercials. Like, it just felt something was interrupted. Yeah, if- I mean, they yeah, they're like... Break, yeah, breaking you out of that state of mind. Yeah, and I feel like like you're you're pot, you're getting these directors who I think it's directors who are not used to building up for like commercial breaks, you know, building up the tension for the commercial breaks and to start them off when the commercial comes back because that episode feel really felt really undercut by the commercials. And I, I was so mad about it that I wrote something about it and I'll <laughs> link to the blog or something like that. But it was I, just I that remember jarring. the heat. I remember the heat from that from that podcast too. Yeah. Yeah, I was so Ooh. upset. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, so, they did. They, they stole the emotion right away. Yeah, it was, it was just really and like the, I did, you know, I did pick up near the end, like, you know, when when Judith was talking, like, what, you know, what about our friends? Mm-hmm. Did we forget about Maggie and Glenn and uh, or sorry, whatever, or, yeah. uh, whoever's on the show, Daryl, Carol. Carol, right. I think we bring this up because also um, I'm starting to feel that way about Fear the Walking Dead as well, because like, it's like you and me, we're watching via AMC premiere, obviously. It enables us to pre-record. And I, I, you know what? It's kind of funny. I keep thinking to myself, maybe the the commercials would have been, would have actually made the experience a little bit better. For tonight's episode? Yeah, because if you watch it straight through, it's just a lot of, you're getting no break between all these these uh, narrative shifts like mm-hmm. oh we get here and we have to we have to give up and then Dwight finds the horses and then brings them back and there's just no break between like the letdowns and the mishaps and the, the misdirects and then the wedding and then it needs yeah. to be broken up a bit I think I which mean, is kind of the opposite I mean it does, still definitely felt like a like a season finale though in that way because they were packing it all in you know what I mean if it mm-hmm. were any other episode they may have had those breaks in there but right. I think for the finale they were really trying to drive it home and get a get everything in oh yeah so um do you i i I have a theory i'm sure that you do who was actually on the other end of dwight's radio oh so it it comes down to a theory i I mean that's interesting too like so you don't think it's sherry no i think based on the look on her face it was june june on the radio Mm mm-hmm they Wait had a, a radio back there. You're saying with Dwight at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. When he, she's like, Dwight, Dwight. Are you there? Like they're trying to. Yeah. I think it was June. Oh. And I and I say that based on the conversation that they have later on when when Dwight is telling June about this and he's saying, telling her, you know, what that meant to him and that hearing her voice led him to do the right thing and bring the horses back. And now they're there basically because he thought he heard Sherry's voice. And what I saw was the look on June's face going, mm-hmm, Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go with that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to listen okay. to that again because I thought maybe for sure that was that was Sherry. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't say that it sounded. Everybody like sounds like Tess on the radio Exa- today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I mean, I can't say who I think it sounded like on the radio. I'm just yeah. coming to that conclusion based on her facial expression during the conversation. Mm. Well, I, I was just thinking because like she knows the stakes. Like she she knows that she, that Virginia can take can basically take her to Sherry anytime he wants to. 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe right. this is that's still a big maybe. Right. At well, one time, she knew where Sherry was. Doesn't mean she still does. Right. 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 That's a good point. Or that she's even still alive. And and maybe it's the fact that she's able to contact him at all. Let's just say it's Sherry for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she's able to contact him at all means that she's free. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely that she's free. Or a lure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. They're Jenny's really... get saying, you know, here, call out to Dwight, draw him to us. Uh, so when did when did Morgan? Mm. Ra- well, no, I think Morgan radioed out to her a little while before, right? No, I think he was about the episode before. Did we end up with him saying we need help at the ridge, like leading into? Yeah, Thomas? yeah. The episode ended with Morgan saying, "Hey, you know, hey, Jenny, we need a hand. <laughs> we need your help." Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then that was when Dwight took off. Well, then, sh- then Ginny wouldn't have needed Sherry to set him up. Think about that. So that means that Sherry, is, yeah, that means yeah. that Sherry is free. Yeah, if yeah, if it is Sherry, and if Sherry is free and he knows it, mm-hmm. then that means a lot more to him because then, I mean, if he uses Ginny to get to Sherry, he'll mm-hmm. be putting Ginny in the same circle, the same cycle of of agony between not the same obviously not the same uh, but like the same kind of under under negan's boot kind of mm-hmm. savior's mentality as these people yeah and so yeah. he doesn't want to do that he's doing everything in, in his power to not have to do that again yeah if it is cherry um then i gotta believe that jenny told her that dwight was still out there too so jenny would have had to have contact with sherry again because sherry had washed her hands of dwight said don't don't look for me we're done just survive da, da, da. so why now would she be reaching back out to him if if she didn't know he was so close. I feel like we should really go back to that scene in the bar where they find that dude that died. That that like it's like a diner, I think, because we. I, do you remember Sherry put the infinity symbol on one of the uh, the checks? You know, the little yeah. Checks, oh, uh, yeah. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the little. So, or, yeah. Like yes. we, we should really <laughs> examine the body to see if like one of the dudes had the key symbol, right? Oh, right? yeah. So, oh, yeah, but like she meant, but she, was it Ginny mentioned that Sherry had been to that bowling alley? I think did we ever? We didn't even go to that bowling alley. We don't even know about uh-huh. it. It's like, so like I think we. That's interesting. We we're gonna probably see it in the next season, maybe. Yeah, but that's where the uh, the the mechanic is apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's something there. But we do know that Sherry is not with this group, the settlers, basically. Do we know that? I think so. I think the the way she worded it is that the guy at the bowling ha- alley had had uh, bum- run into her or something like that. Okay. she Yeah. She, I guess she did make it seem like Sherry was sort of passing through. Yeah. Which again, like I brought up in the last episode, there's just, is that how things work? Like, does she let them go or does she give them that choice or kill them? And that's... See, that's and, yeah. I don't see her giving Sherry a choice. Right. Right. Unless she wasn't there. I don't know. It, it just, it's just touchy. I don't really know what to think. We need a flashback. <laughs> I mean, we need more info. Yeah. Yeah. We need a flashback, but we need more info. We, which I think, I think that's what's so great about having six season because like now we get to see, I mean, will they do like a backtrack? Will they do like a flashback where they take us up to the point where right to where they what if meet. we have a whole sherry episode i mean well there's that but i'm talking about yeah. the settlers like what if oh, we okay. go back in time and see it from their point of view oh okay right? and yes. this includes yeah. sherry and the, the time she bumps into the dude and mm-hmm. so i mean obviously it would be it would, it would be kind of hairy because you know you'd be having this whole cast up front mm-hmm. in this whole other cast mm-hmm. and how are they going to do that perspective you know and yeah. Do you lose something by not having your other characters in the forefront, right? I don't know. I mean, it worked out in the in the episode where we learned about Alpha's background. That worked out well. True, but that was a flash fly. That was an origin flashback. And that wasn't the whole episode, too. 
we still had right. our main cast in that episode. Right. I would hope if they did show us a little bit of the um, settlers' background, it, it wouldn't be the whole episode. I would. I mean, I wouldn't mind something. I'm talking about a whole season. Us. A whole season. You're right. nuts. No way. No, no, I am crazy. I'm not. Wa- I'm not watching that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or it could no. be like it could be con- constructed in a way where like I mean, but again like do you want to keep using that gimmick of time do you know what i mean like like the yeah. same as season four mm-hmm. so it's it's a slippery thing i i don't know how they're gonna write this new season out too <laughs> but i do know that we i mean it would be cool to kind of get a cool flashback from their point of view of mm-hmm. how they're doing how they did things maybe they changed very recently too who knows Maybe after we finally see where they're at, we'll get more of a glimpse of the history. Yeah, because it looks like those walkers have been dead a while, too. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, some of them didn't, though. I will say that much. Some of them looked more recent than others. In recently the deceased. Yeah, from the walkers that they were leading away. Yeah. I don't know if I can draw a complete comparison from the comics, but it did... Uh, that whole scene did kind of remind me of the comics too, where they had this great big herd of walkers and it was actually Eugene who got up on a horse and started, you know, rallying around them and, and getting them to follow him. Um, and they ended up running the, the whole herd over a cliff in right. this episode. It was a river, but, um, but yeah, it kind of, that whole thing kind of reminded me of that on the horses and sort of corralling the, the walkers and, you know, leading them that way. And that's, uh, the whisperers whole thing too, you know, is corralling these oceans of walkers to use as weapons oh wow yeah yeah i did kind of notice that when when they were doing that i was like oh they're kind of like doing the whisperer shtick Mm -hmm. like by corralling all the walkers but like Mm -hmm. instead of being them and whispering them and like (laughs) corralling them that way they're kind of taking a big risk by using them as cattle or something big time (laughs) hurting them like cattle. they were a lot closer to them than i felt like they needed to be i don't know about you like like do you really need to be that close like you know they're gonna follow you just sort of, you know, run back and forth and get their attention. <laughs> I, I did notice that. I think that was like more like dramatic effect, you know, well, to kind of, of course, to raise the stakes. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of this episode was really raising the stakes, seeing it from their point of view. I, Cause I mean, a lot of what we said about the last episode about why it was that they made the decisions that they made at the end of the episode, at least was that like, you know, being walking 15 miles, having no food, having no water, um, being beaten down and then having the sucker punch of like expecting there to be some sort of thing and then being tremendously let down. And so you're fighting against the mood. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so you're, I mean, it's always like trying to I think with all of them, it's always trying to claw its way back like the dark times, like so it brings me also to kind of like June saying, I'm afraid of being that person again. Oh, I'll yeah. let you be, you know, and then Alicia kind of being the opposite saying like, hey, I, I, you were right about you can't, you can't keep a weapon between everybody you love and, and making sure they don't die. They will die. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I know that you're right. So knowing that I can at least do this, like I can at least take part in this and know yeah. that, you know, I may lose people. So there's but like still this. But she's not going to lose herself. Right. I think that was the most important thing too. Like I recognize what I was going through. I see where I want to be, but this is what I need to do now. And I'm not going to forget, you know, how hard I work to be the other person. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a lot of that going on too. Like John reminding June, there's just no way you can be that person. And she's like, yeah, I know. I just don't want (laughs) to be this person without you. Gosh, 
those two just absolutely killed me this episode. Just, oh my gosh. I, I, I think I have a toothache. They were just too sweet. Seriously. Right. So were, incredibly sweet. There were points in this episode where I was kind of like, they were like this midi- medium point of like, like, like having these downs and then ups and then downs like through their eyes mm-hmm. and like you know i'm sorry i brought you to the wrong place and then i don't want to be this person again i don't want to do this without you um and then like uh john saying i guess you did find the right place i'm gonna make an honest woman out of you and then like there's that <laughs> and, then, and then almost uh. like and then like, these moments like where the walkers almost like get june's horse and john shoots it down and they're like oh okay yeah but there's like things yep. like that that happen throughout the episode and and, and then obviously the wedding so there's this big high and then there's <laughs> this big low afterwards where they get separated which yeah. is really fucked up oh yeah that was that was rough that and that's another indicator about the kind of person jenny is you can tell that she learned that tactic of separating separate. people oh yeah mm-hmm. because if you separate people from each other big power they, move they do less damage yep so something happened with her where you have where you had a couple of these people together mm-hmm. who had relationships like man and wife and mother and daughter which is cold father daughter yeah too. father daughter the daniel yeah. charlie situation yeah. that was Rough. She knew who to separate too. That was even more important. Like, you know, it's tapes. one thing to go in, right? It's one thing to go in and just say, you there, you there, you there. But she knew, she knew where those connections were and how to get to them emotionally. She knew exactly who to separate from who. Extra evil uh, bitch. She used, yeah, she used um, their tapes against them. Absolutely. That's as really soon cold. as John, as soon as John told June, I'm going to make an honest woman of, a, woman of you, I went, oh, shit, he's dead. Oh, right, right. I'm like, you don't ever worse. say that. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, but like, but that, that's almost worse. And then they get separated. Yeah, right? yeah. That's all. But I they, mean, like, they do always find their way back to each other, though. You know. Yeah, that's so the, the John and June tale. <laughs> exactly. As long as they're alive, they'll they'll reunite. And I think that's really good, like in terms of men- the mental health of the group. And Morgan brings this up also. He's like, they can't take away what we did. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And he says it again at the end. You know, when I'll get into that speech, but it, it really is true. Like. They keep building on top of their original message was absolution, and then mm-hmm. it's about doing something more. It's about um, about building something, and then it's about living, and then it's about building the future. You know, it's like yep. all these little gradations of how they're growing as a group and what they're trying to achieve throughout yeah. the season. By the way, it's it's it really just it's driven home in some of these scenes. Mm -hmm. There's like a maturity to the group that they, it sucks that they have to separate, but they're seeing the long view. They're like, I did get that feeling as they were being separated. Like it's Mm -hmm. sad, but it's also like, they'll figure it out. They're not getting up hope. And we've seen our characters, you know, maybe not so much on that. Well, I mean, a little bit on this show, but especially on Walking Dead, we, there have been countless times where our group gets separated and they're all over the place too, you know, and eventually they always find their way back to each other. Right. I just, I don't think it's done in such a dramatic way though. Like it's one thing if you take away Dwight, right? Or mm-hmm. sorry, Daryl. I meant. And then you hide him in a hidey hole with yeah. Negan for like almost the entire season, I think. I think he maybe was the entire yeah. season. Well, now I was thinking more um, season four on their way to Terminus when they're all scattered in the woods, too. Right, right. Which was, I mean, I'll be, you know, honestly was a, a slow season for me anyway. Wasn't my favorite, but, but you know, they were all over the place. They didn't right. know where each other were and they eventually but there, came But there were clusters right. of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, here, I think, I don't know who's going to be together. Right, yeah. We don't know what 
what the groups are going to be yet. Yeah, we don't know what the what the power groups are going to be. That's if a at good all. point. From what I saw, it was like one person was in each vehicle, oh, except right. for like the the back of the truck with the kids, and then and then the kids. Well, yeah, the kids in the semi, and then the 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 bed of a, another truck where Dwight was in a in a, sm- a group of people. Yeah, I almost thought Janice was with him, but he uh, she wasn't. I, oh, I really no. took a look. I didn't see her. Right. Maybe she was with the kids. Uh, maybe. Maybe I should have taken a better maybe. look at the van, at uh, the uh, truck. Yeah. Yeah. Luciana just, got her one line in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad though. And it's funny, like I, maybe maybe Jenny knew that she'd be have she'd have to take the kids, and that she, bringing Luciana would make it easier. Sure. Because she noticed that. How, like, how could Jenny not look as look at kids as um, useful? I mean, she's the one talking about the future. I mean, if kids are not a part of that, then she's not. What is she doing? Right. Right. And actually, I think that's what gets because she has a line at the end at the end and Jenny yeah okay after she tries to kill Morgan and Morgan thwarts tries to thwart her scars her in the yeah. face basically I think it looked kind of like that or maybe just kind of missed her looks it looked like a she had just had a red mark I have so many questions about that but <laughs> I, I know it rattled her cage it looked like it rattled her cage mm-hmm. um but forgetting about that for just a moment <laughs> Like after she walks up to her and like we were saying before, like has this overhead shot of her with the gun in his face and mm-hmm. it, it fizzles out. Okay. It, and now was it I a screamed. dud? Oh, so did Morgan. Did you see his reaction again? Yeah. Like, yeah, damn. No, <laughs> like, no I, scre- I screamed. I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> that is, by the way, Lenny James just like needs some sort of award for that reaction. Oh my gosh. That was just so real, man. Seriously. Just thinking oh about gosh. like, like put my put yourself in his shoes. How would he, he like acted like as if he was just about to get shot? You know, well, like I'm sure she had a real that? prop gun in her hand. You yeah, know, well, that's if my you question. You can mentally convince yourself that it's real. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Oh, he's. I mean, we've always known Lenny James is an amazing actor, but I mean that. Yeah. Oh, tweak yeah. those dials, man. Turn that up. <laughs> he just really turned that up. But that. But, but here's what I was gonna say: is that the line she said, "I do hope you die." Mm. Like after the gun turns out to either be a dud. Or, or like a prop gun or like shooting blanks but even mm-hmm. blanks make a sound so I'm, that's why I ask you mm-hmm. know was it a prop gun or was it a, a gun that just dudded out which I think it misfired yeah which is way yeah. more significant too mm-hmm. right because if it is a dud it's like how you die really doesn't die Morgan doesn't die that was so amazing I just can't like there's something to be said about like knowing like the facts as they stand and then having this one moment where like like it could have been the end I mean mm-hmm. even though even if it is the end for Morgan let's say and we'll go through the scene again later <laughs> on but like because there's just so many questions like having that moment was just so like oh my god he doesn't even get to die properly if right? he's going to die right um, but like she says this line is like I do hope you die but that's not the point anymore yeah I hope you heard me so and this is just on the heels of hearing the doctor say you know Grace is pregnant mm-hmm. you know maybe three or four months along mm-hmm. and when the gun fizzles so let me go back to the gun when the gun fizzles out more you know Morgan has this reaction Lenny James has this reaction mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's like god damn it damn it I, th- I thought I was gonna die and then Ginny has this other reaction she is like mouth covered like in horror just in tears like almost in tears like at, at what like like oh my god like almost relieved but also like like i didn't kill him like th- like this weird kind okay. of like moment so i took that completely totally opposite different than you did well there is what she said beforehand but i just there's just it's just this weird thing that i noticed like 
Well, the, the, the reaction that you're talking about, yeah. I took that as um, pain. When she when the gun misfired in her hand, um, there was a spark, and I, I thought it hurt her. Oh, okay. I thought she was reacting to the pain from the gun misfiring. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought I felt I more... Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I felt more that it was like in reaction to the moment. Like, Do you think she was like... I don't think she wanted... Like, I think she wanted to be like... Like, she said also, like, I just resent your face so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is like, I mean, okay, there's some info there. she's clearly killed people, right? I yeah. mean, it's not like she's afraid to kill somebody or would feel bad about it. Or, I mean, let's, I don't know, let's let's break this down to me. Do you feel like there's <laughs> there's like a Pamela Milton-esque mood about her? Like, does she have other people usually kill um, others? And does she usually do it from a distance? Does she really do it? Does she, she usually do it from this close up? You know, the, there's something the impression, to it. The impression I get from Jenny, mm-hmm. I don't think she would have any problem killing people. I mean, yeah, I think other people do it too, but I don't think she would have any problem. That's why, and I think that's why I didn't take the reaction the way the way you did. I don't think she, uh, yeah, I, I don't think she would have second guessed herself killing somebody at all. Hmm. But that's I, just my, that's just how I see her personality. Oh yeah, no, of course, like, like according to her personality that we know of currently. What, yeah, what we know of her. <laughs> I think that's why her reaction threw me off. Like her reaction didn't seem, it seemed counter to her personality. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you'd think that she would be mad right like she, she wasn't would look mad. at it and be like oh why didn't you know why didn't but, it work i mean i'm looking at her reaction i'm like almost saying like she looked in a way like not relieved like in a way okay but like like relieved that she didn't have to kill somebody in cold blood do you know what i mean like like okay. i mean i'm trying to figure yeah. it out i mean it might have been a different situation considering morgan wasn't armed he wasn't they weren't in the middle of a scuffle like it would have it would have been cold-blooded yeah he's already injured can't defend himself and she was just gonna pop him right. so maybe that situation would have taken emotional toll i guess i just don't really see her having a lot of emotion yeah and it, yeah either. like you said it could be like the tension of the moment because that's the thing yeah. jenny is a human being like she, there's there's it's not as if like it, like you said everybody this might be her negan moment like this mm-hmm. might be her moment where it's like this is where things turn a darker corner you know it was one thing yeah. if i see somebody that's useless and order somebody else to kill them with a gun from a distance like from a mm-hmm. certain f- range of feet and maybe that would have been easier for her if morgan just would have died then and there but i think it's there's there's multiple parts to how this went down Mm -hmm. like i think she was surprised that he did not give up he did not like succumb like he he didn't go without a fight there's that it rattled her cage and i think that that that's i think that's genuinely how it went down it's like she thought that it was over with that moment it wasn't over it's like holy Mm -hmm. shit this guy won't die (laughs) (laughs) we already knew that could have told you i thought this was in the bag you know Mm -hmm. and um so there's that surprise she's stumbling around she picks up his stick she throws it away like think just not thinking like i don't like like stumbling some more yeah stumbles to the other guy's gun Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. And then picks up his gun and all this stuff. And so it's there's like uh, this genuine surprise to her face. And then knowing that there's only one way to get it done, like putting her boot on her on her on, her, on his body, making sure he doesn't move. Yeah. And like shooting him in the face. And even that doesn't work. Right. And it's just like, I got to go. <laughs> there are walkers <laughs> over there. I got to go. Yeah. But I think I just want to go back to that line, though. Like, I hope you die, but that's not the point anymore. You know, like, I hope you heard me. And I think that's the thing like i hope you heard me the point See, is not i heard that line but i didn't understand it i'm not even gonna lie i i hope you heard me heard what heard what heard that that you're crazy that it's not the <laughs> point it goes back to your original question like like with kids in the future and babies and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i think she's starting to see things a different way 
I'm almost thinking like she doesn't want to kill people after knowing that there's, you know, people can have babies and be pregnant and stuff like that. Did she forget that people could do that? <laughs> I don't know. I can see a lot of limp dicks in the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not really a whole lot to get you in the mood. I mean... And tumbleweed vaginas. Yeah, like just, right? Ugh, no showers, like... <laughs> well, they have... See, that's the thing, they have... I think even with all of that, there's just something about, like, just something's off, mm-hmm. you know? Like, at any moment, things could, you know, yeah. happen. So, <sighs> we know... And, and bringing children into the world. People willing yeah. to bring children into the world. That's a whole other story. Like, it's one thing if you want to get it on. <laughs> Right, right. But then they have, have babies, yeah. But, I mean, that's what it would take for survival, right? You've got to have the next generation of people. Yeah, Otherwise, but, you end. You're done. But, We're but done. you have to want to survive, too. Mm-hmm. And that's big. Whoa, that's the entire message of the season, too, though. Mm-hmm. Because if you really, really think about it, it like, everything everybody's hated about this uh, this season of Fear the Walking Dead is all, like, they just keep de-emphasizing survival. It's all about survival. It's not about living. It's not about the future. It's not about building mm-hmm. things. No, I mean, that's that's really literally, it's like people are like putting narrative blinders on them and not hearing that there's got to be something more. The Walking Dead does this too. Like, no, but they get a pass. It's the Walking Dead. <laughs> but like, yeah. but yeah, that's the whole thing. Like there has to be something beyond survival. There has to be, you have to level up. Yeah. You can't just be playing the first and second, third levels, 10 levels. You have to keep going for like higher levels. And so, and that's the thing, like if they were focusing on survival, they wouldn't get married. They wouldn't pair up. They wouldn't, you know, have these relationships and stuff like that. I mean, what is it about if not leveling up, like figuring out what what there is more to? And so, I mean, I hear the, the complaining and it really bugs me. And 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 I think Ginny even herself maybe has not even thought that far. Like there's building the future, making life life easier for everybody to survive, but she doesn't get what goes at what comes after. I don't think yeah. that entered into her mind. I think it was that moment mm. where she heard Grace was pregnant. Oh, these people get it. These people mm. were building the future. These people were doing. It's one thing to say that we can go on like the way we were before, but it's another thing to build it. That part of it that have, wanting to have children in a broken world, like the rabbi said today, this uh, episode. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a. Yep strange kind of realization that like you can you can give them the hot tub you can give them the condo <laughs> you can give them everything but you can't give them that sense of 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 fulfillment in being a part of helping people and and like building this right way of building up the world mm-hmm. you know there's something to be said about doing it yourself like i don't know yeah i'm struggling to kind of say it the right way <laughs> you know what i mean I think like I, yeah the I way that I, this, I think i get what you're saying though yeah this the way this group was mm-hmm. building up the future like unbeknownst to them right was is different than the way Ginny was doing it like this is a world i want to have children in this is a world where like ah, i still i don't know like i have the comforts but i don't know if i want to have kids i don't know want to bring kids in this world so. Yeah. So we we know now that baby daddy's plant guy, right? Yeah. Since yeah, she admitted that they, you know, okay. I guess that also gives us sort of a time frame for a lot of things too. If she's been pregnant three, four months, then the plant was operational three, four months ago. Yeah. Well, sort of. I think it was always in a constant state of not being around. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm forgetting about the timeline for a second, though. Like, there is there, I just one little bit is that, like, you know how some people who are exposed to, like, I think the, a common thing is, like, different kinds of cancers that people have as a result of being exposed to radiation, obviously, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she's able to have a child is huge. It tells, it really informs us a lot about 
the extent of her not radi- no radiation. Mm-hmm. Like she got some well, good genes, is what I'm we, saying. Well, we still need to see her, you know, bring it to term as oh, well. Yeah, I mean, if true. she is at that three or four month mark in the real world, that's oh. still that's still a scary area of time in a pregnancy. That's true. But I th- let's 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 take it kick it back to our la- when we were talking about it in the last episode TWD three the new mm-hmm. the new uh, this is it we've confirmed something we, yeah, you were like Grace what do you mean Grace they're gonna get it on <laughs> like, yeah well somebody had it it got it on it wasn't somebody Morgan got and Grace it yeah <laughs> and I think that's one of the children in the in the new it's gotta be now Grace's baby yeah Grace's baby at least could be yeah or yeah. or maybe twins could be twins right I mean I'm still holding out hope for June and John too i mean they could be knocking boots yeah maybe that's the other kids too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like triplets mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't well, know we, yeah. know we know two of them are siblings right yeah exactly but not twins siblings, and i think it is the twins? girls i think it's annette mahendru okay. and uh and uh, Aaliyah rose i think is her name okay I think S- it's Aaliyah siblings rose? not twins right could, well could be siblings right it could be okay. twins though i don't know okay fraternal twins or something yeah, we don't we don't know the details of it. we do do we do know that they're sisters, but okay, all right. But yeah, we don't know that much. Unfortunately, so I don't. I there's somebody we haven't brought up yet, and and I don't know if this is going to be opening a can of worms. But I've been I've been stay, saying this for a while now that Strand is always going to be looking out for Strand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's intentionally. Do you think he's pulling a Eugene? You know, I heard a lot of reactions, especially from Blazy. <laughs> calling you out, girl. <laughs> it's one thing if you say, oh, this episode was good or bad. But like, it's another thing when you go fucking strand. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, that, that, that was, was my I went. I, I told you. <laughs> but you know what? It's funny when you say that. When I heard Blazy say that, uh, when, you, when you watch, usually when you watch the episode, you're like, OK, now I have to watch out for this bullshit. <laughs> but I, I saw it happen and I'm still not convinced because it was done in such a way that you don't really yeah. know what Victor's game is. And I no, we don't. I have a lot more faith in Victor, I think, than most people do. The only thing I'm holding on to, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still think at his core, Victor is Victor. I think he's still trying really hard to be a good guy, which which is good. I'm glad yeah. he's still trying. And and I am holding out hope for him based on, uh, who did, did he say it to Alicia? Uh, was, oh, was she getting the one him on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, I, had the, I, I, I missed a lot of the dialogue, but he says something along the lines of, I had to, you know, be friendly with Virginia to for something. So... I feel like he's kind of whispering in, in Jenny's ear and he's going to sort of get closer to her in order to, you know, dismantle from within. Yeah. He says something to the effect of we could do more damage on the inside. Yeah. To, to Alicia. So, but, but is that a theory or do you think he's received some information and now he has an idea of what to do with it? Uh, I don't know. Because he seems pretty convinced. I know. But the way he said, but see, and this is, this is why I love and hate Strand. He can sound very confident with no information whatsoever. Yeah. It could be one of those things where we have to decide whether or not we trust Strand or not. And that's pretty good. You're like on this knife's edge of it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it depends on, on who you are as a fan. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool because they can do that the whole next season or most of it. And yeah. Then, yeah. And decide either way. Us, they could make us think that Strand is a bad guy. You know, like Eugene. I mean, we spent a whole season wondering about Eugene I yeah. didn't I knew I knew <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know about Eugene really because I don't know what I didn't know what changes they were going to decide to make he wasn't all he was already not at all like the Eugene in the comics really no. so they could play with that change 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's so it's kind of like Victor, like here. It would be like total like repeating of history if this was Strand, the same way we saw him even at the Diamond, holding out like a cache of like food and weapons. Yeah. You remember with um, what's yep. his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, I can't remember his name. The other either. guy that was into him. Yeah. Sebastian Sozi is the actor. I can't I just can't remember his name on the show. What's interesting mm-hmm. about Daniel's interaction with Victor is like he's not. Like if it was, he'd be really mad, but Daniel. But I think Daniel's just kind of like, why did you give them the starter? Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, mm-hmm. um, don't forget who you are, which means that like Daniel's acknowledging at least that you are different. You are not the same strand that I'm that I left yeah. at the dam. Yeah, I that line kind of struck me too when he said that, and he said, "Don't forget who you are." And I thought, which strand are you talking about? Because I think maybe there both. are. Yeah, I think there are two very different strands. And then I thought, okay, well, he's he's putting this in his ear to make him think harder. If he is going to double cross the group and look out for himself, Daniel's going to you know put that little jab in there to kind of make it extra hard for him to stab everyone in the back. You know, right. remember who you are. You know, I I see you. I see that you can be a good man if you choose to be. And, and if he doesn't, if he decides to throw everybody under the bus, <laughs> hopefully it'll make that decision harder for us. I, I use friend, the word friend loosely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, just love, I wrote I love that, that down. <laughs> I love that moment like where he's like, oh, I took the starter. And he puts yeah. it back. Like, goes back to the beginning of the season where yeah. he took the, uh, the the dials, the control yep, panel. The, yep, off the plate, yeah. So funny. <laughs> So funny. And at the very beginning of that scene, what's Strand doing? He's like, maybe it won't be so bad there. Like, he's already talking about joining, you know, joining Jenny's group. And then he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take the starter back. Like, everything just seems so fishy to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, I think that Daniel's, I think Daniel has more faith in Victor than Victor has. Although I, I will I say, we right. don't know, we don't know. That's that's. The, I feel like yeah. in a way we're sort of getting sneak peeks. Did you get the <laughs> feeling like near like the the last third, you were getting kind of almost hints at what the next season was going to be like? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. with Alicia announcing like that, she doesn't need to be that person, that clearing person, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, I will lose people, but I won't have to lose myself. So mm-hmm. there's like and then june re- feeling like she could return to that person that she was but knowing no 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 it's not even that i need to have john mm-hmm. you know to be this person i can be this person without john i don't want to have to be that person without john though right so right. you see these characters kind of embracing the totality of themselves the what they're capable and the same thing applies to victor though like victor i think when they yeah. were at the bridge was trying out like using his knowledge of being a con man <laughs> to, to smell a con man right you know? right and then i think there's a little bit of that element in this in here like where it's like i can be the con man but not lose the kind of person that i've become over the last couple years Mm -hmm. you know and and even in the last year or so being the 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 person that i've become you know with you know forgiving charlie probably i don't know you don't really get to see much of that but no you know i I, it's fair to say that the group has forgiven charlie you know has have allowed Mm -hmm. it to kind of sneak in regardless of how you mm-hmm. feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you know, it's true though. It is. Yeah. You know, you I think know? they all, they all see her as, as a child. They again, all sniff in her killer. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not, they don't see her as a killer. They anymore. don't see what she's, I see. She's, yeah, she's a kid. <laughs> right. It's fair to say that, but I mean, so going off of that, like strand is just another one of those people. And so it's just, everybody's embracing that. So we're going to probably see a little bit of that. Charlie, the Charlie that, knows how to sneak off 
know how to get into tunnels, disappear, come back. Oh yeah. Be that. So yeah. we're going to see people in their totality embracing the new me and then the old me and then not losing that. Yeah. I like that all these characters are, are, are figuring that out too. You know, like you said, Strand was using his con man wiles to sort of feel Jenny out. And, and I, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot of people uh, learning how to use that other side of themselves without completely, you know, reverting back to that mental state. Dwight too, I think too. There is a bit of that too. Like he does mm-hmm. know how to trick people and, and get on their good side and then turn, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I just, I, I'm more worried for him than anyone else. Cause he tried the most to not have to fall into that trap. Oh man. I know. I'm, I, mm. right. Yeah. Dwight's definitely a big mystery for, for next season. Cause we've seen how, um, he can be very useful as a bad guy, you know, but is he going to want to, I don't think he's going to want to show them that he can do that. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. And if Jenny or anybody knows that he's capable of that, they might not give him a choice. They're going to exploit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the best way to break him down is to bring him back oh. to, to that level. Right. Yeah. This is that he's more mm-hmm. interesting to watch to in my, and, and then like there's Daniel as well. And I think Daniel, Oh man. I mean, it, 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 see, <laughs> and as you break this down, you realize season six is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, so it, there's a very interesting sneak peek kind of feel to this episode. It's like, even though they're not giving us sneak peeks, which I think they might, by the way, at some point, they're going to give us a little sneak peek. But that's the thing. We don't have a break. We don't have a break. So I don't know how they're going to do that with the, the fervor of TWD season 10. Do you well, think there'll be a break in the middle of season 10. November. Maybe we'll get some... S- yeah, maybe we'll get some sneak peeks then. Yeah, well, I know. So here's something I do know. I do know that the one thing. So the one thing that San Diego Comic Con uh, couldn't take a, couldn't take away was giving us more from the TWD three series. I do think that they're going to give us a bit of a teaser this Thursday or not Thursday, Saturday, I think is when their panel is, mm-hmm. I think. And so I think I don't know when Fear the Walking Dead is going to go into production because everything's kind of thrown off. Mm-hmm. I think they might have all of them at the same time because they still I think they still have to film the back half of what well, they started filming in May or at the end of May. I think it was. So I think. No, I think that's, I think. Do you think the whole season of season ten is in the can? No, I think they're probably still they're still filming. Do you think they're still filming season ten? They mm. were still filming uh, earlier this month. I know that. I well, I know that they brought them back for reshoots. Oh, so those maybe that's what was going on. Okay. Those could have been for promos. Could have been. That's yeah. true. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Well, I don't know. The I thought I had an answer. Now you're making me second guess. <laughs> the only reason why I ask is because, like, I know that they started filming TWD three like only I want to say June. Okay. Right. And that's when Negretti and his crew and those actors, so who knows who they brought onto that set. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fair to say that they'll be done with that series. And and true to form, that series is probably going to only have eight, eight episodes, period. Or six episodes, eight episodes, like the way they usually start the series. Usually, yeah, Walking Dead and Fear only came, had six episodes right. in the first season. Do you so. think that they're going to do the same thing with this series? I think so. I, I, mm, I think so, but I don't think they have to. I think that the show has a good enough track record that they could come out with a full season and people would watch. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like they're going to go with tradition on this one. Yeah, but they, I mean, but they're going to make it larger than that. life. You know yeah. what I mean? I could see them doing coming out with just the six, but I, I think they could do a full regular season. Mm. It'd be very interesting to see how they they do. The reason why I ask is because it that depends. 
I guess they could start filming season six, right? I mean, as soon as TWD airs. I mean, they finished season mm-hmm. five only a couple months ago, I believe. Really? Yeah. Oh. They had the rap I don't know party. Any, I don't know anything about their filming. <laughs> I, I remember they, they finished, um, they finished the, the entire season as like somewhere just before the se- mid-season finale was finishing. Okay. And they had their rap parties and stuff like that. So I feel like, I mean, eight episodes means two months. I feel like they could start feeling Fear the Walking Dead right away, mm-hmm. which means I don't know when their, their teaser, I guess, could come in the mid-season finale for TWD season 10. Mm-hmm. And we'll get a teaser for TWD 3 this Saturday. And we'll probably get more info of TWD 3 during the break, too, because I'm trying to figure out when it's going to start airing, too. Yeah, because our I have no, I haven't heard anything about that. Have you? Is it going to be between, it's not going to be the mid-season finale. It seems too soon, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. For, 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 for The it's Walking just, Dead. I don't know. Right? I have no idea. I mean, if they were going to, if they, they were going to have to go right there. You know, I think they said something about it being um, during, yeah, it has to be like after TWD season 10. Mm-hmm. It has to be right after the, the entire season. Yeah, and they would only they would probably only have room for six episodes before fear starts back up. Exactly. Yeah. Like with a little bit of a break, right? Like so maybe a week. <laughs> like two weeks, two weeks or something. If that, yeah. If that, right. I mean, that, how are they gonna fit this new series in anyway? Like what are they trying to do to us? <laughs> we already have a we already have year round walking dead. <laughs> well, I you know what? I, I we did have eight weeks of giveaways, but I think there was a ten week break last year between the mid season finale of TWD season nine and when it came back. So I, th- I think it was like, I took two weeks off and then I started eight weeks of giveaways, I believe. Okay. I think that's how it went down. So now, I mean, that's that's a perfect, you could put six and then two and two, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're back on track. Mm-hmm. I-, I always thought their breaks were a little long too and they could fit more content in too. So yeah. year-round TWD content, it's just like Gimple proposed it would yep. be. Like last I mean, year around this time. Not going to hear me complaining. Nope. I mean, I'll complain a little bit. <laughs> I won't. I've got to produce this show. Yeah. Yeah. You have more to complain about. I just show up and talk. Yeah. (laughs) I can't take off. I can. (laughs) Oh, this is rough, man. This is totally rough. Uh, But anyway. Okay. So... Yeah, what did you think of that whole entire death scene? Or like, well, let's go to the obvious question of do you think Morgan not, will die? No, of course not. No, not convinced. I, I saw him roll under the dumpster. <laughs> I love that you said that, by the way. I love so, that you, so, you're so quick to say right. that. Too. So the second time I, oh, so I watched it the first time by myself. And then the second time I watched with my husband, right? And, and we're getting to the end and he's like, oh man, oh man, oh man. And I go, wait, 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 watch, 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 watch. And he's staring so intently, right? And he's like, and then, and then the screen goes black. And he goes, what? What happened? I said, you didn't see it? I didn't no. see it. Wait, you no, saw something? You, I said, he rolled under the dumpster. <laughs> he goes, oh, fuck Shut the fuck you. Up. <laughs> he's such an asshole. <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> uh... No, oh, of man. course he's not dead. He's Morgan. He doesn't die. I can tell you what evidence I have that he, not may, that he may not be dead. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Convince me more. <laughs> Did you see? So you so remember how last week I pointed out the tree in the teaser, the tree in the chapel, the tree um, that Alicia and the Wes Alicia and painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, okay, so we got to see that it was them both. Mm-hmm. All we saw was the tree. We didn't know who did it. So it was mm-hmm. Alicia. It was a joint project. Did you see what was written above the tree? I did not. I could not make out any words. On I had that to go image. full screen on that. Yeah, I couldn't okay. see anything. Ah, uh, no one's gone until they're gone. Ah. So Morgan is backing away from Jenny to the chapel. Mm-hmm. 
just underneath the archway where they drew the painting. Mm-hmm. And what does it say? No one's gone no until, one's they're, gone. until they're, gone. they're gone. What did Madison say to the kids? Same no one's thing. gone until they're gone. Yep. So Morgan's kind of, stick is right there. Like Jenny didn't even take his weapon with her. No. It's right there. She like she's, will, she was so yeah. dazzled that she kind of just tossed it. Like I think it was that was really good. It was really, really good. Because it was very convincing that she would be like that frazzled and dazzled. Mm-hmm. days that she would just do that she was like yeah. takes it and just tosses it weakly and go away <laughs> but like there's something to be said about like i feel like it's not only a signal that maybe and again i'll say maybe maybe morgan isn't dead but it's almost like a little we're so shocked by this or like tied up in this drama that like we haven't thought about the ramifications of how this echoes what happened in the previous season if with, morgan dies with madison like if he doesn't die uh-huh like so there's madison and then there's morgan that we accept as dead under mysterious under under these ambiguous circumstances like we don't see a body right you know what i mean we don't see madison's body we're not going to see morgan's well madison was fighting off hundreds of walkers morgan has like five of fuel filled (laughs) walkers by the fuel drenched walkers yeah so i'm I'm more convinced that madison's dead than i am that morgan's gonna a hundred percent a thousand percent (laughs) even right yeah yeah um i am with you i I can i can (laughs) see morgan rolling away Oh, absolutely. He's going to grab the stick. He's going to get a burst of energy. Pow, pow, pow. I don't know about the burst of energy. I can see like maybe... (laughs) Adrenaline, man. Yeah. I I can see a little tie-in at least with maybe the CRM group. Like going ninja style and popping, pop, 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 and then giving him Mm. the same treatment as as Rick. Mm -hmm. But then again, I can also see a world in which... If they've been around for a while, the CRM airlifting um, like Madison. Now, obviously, it would have to be like done way better to where, you know, how how is that even possible if um, because I mean, there was an explosion, too. Right. I think there was an explosion. At the diamond when Madison was dying? Was the, Yeah, yes. That was like the last thing we saw. Like a big yes. flare up or something mm-hmm, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be done in such a way. Because my angle is that like, you know, you could do the same for Morgan as you did for Madison and they could all show up in the feature films somehow, mm-hmm. maybe. I just, it's just so sad. There's something like, do you remember what we said about Daryl the other day? How we say a lot of things about Daryl. If he has feelings for someone, it's a signal that it's oh. the end of the series or something. Yeah. Beginning of could, the end. It, it could be the beginning of the end for him. And it's the same for him as a character, but it could also be the beginning. I feel like we imparted a little bit of that on Morgan. Like as soon as Morgan admits his feelings, <laughs> Yep. That's it. Yep. It's done. As Shit soon as he can. becomes a whole human being, he can be killed. It's like it's like yeah. it's like Voldemort. <laughs> Morgan is like Voldemort <laughs> in, that, in that way. If he yeah. starts picking up the pieces and reintegrating it to himself, it's kind of like like we were saying. Like these people are accepting the totality of themselves, and this mm-hmm. does not end with Morgan. And now that you accept the totality of yourself, you can die. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can. I love, go- I love, I loved that exchange between him and Grace too, because he ne- he doesn't even. Cu- it's like he doesn't even recognize the feeling of love. He can't even say it. He's like, I felt something, and I only felt it with Jenny. Like, uh, love? You love her? Say, I love you. <laughs> I, I get it though. I really do get it. I don't. I've never felt anything close to the way I feel about Evelyn that I feel yeah. with anybody else. And yeah, it's, it's a weird you, thing to think about so, having those feelings for somebody else. But you know that you love her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I yeah, see what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. The same way you can I do. recognize it with Evelyn, but if you felt like that with someone else, you'd be like, "What's going? Like that's not right." Yeah, that's definitely not right. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, okay. right. That's 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 yeah. what I mean. Yeah, and I, I think he's not let himself feel anything close to that for a while like maybe you get hints like with john dory even like in that way but it's not the same Mm -hmm. you know 
Like you could see his face after the carousel ride. It was just crazy. Like watching that big. Have, have you seen yeah. that goofy grin once? <laughs> it was more like a wince when you used yeah. to see it. Like it was like mm-hmm. like it's like scrunchy face, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the same way. Like a full until there was no cheek until he ran out of cheek. <laughs> he ran out of cheek. Fucking yeah, Daniel. I love yeah. that line. So, but it's the way that it came about. It's Grace saying, I, after today, I feel like there's at least one more day in, in me. And if there is one more day in me, then Morgan can feel comfortable saying what he has to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Morgan say, this is yeah. not the end. This is the, this is the, not the, the, this is the end of the beginning, not the beginning of the end. And so Morgan yeah. feels comfortable saying the things that he needs to say. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's also heartbreaking too. Cause if he does turn out, it we is. have to also accept the fact that he may die or he may be Do dead. Though? <laughs> uh, see, now you're you're turning it to Meg. <laughs> I just, no, I just, I'm telling I, you, Morgan this is- doesn't die. He just, he doesn't die. And here's, and here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I would, I would almost argue, like I would be pissed if at that point they killed him off, because if the plan was to have him die by Walker, why not just let Ginny do it? Like, what is the point of the misfired gun? I if- think that's why Morgan's reaction in that moment is so powerful. Like you can't yeah. even kill me. Right. Like you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought this was the end. This can't oh, yeah it's crazy it's crazy I, just don't, I don't i don't think that it is his end if it was gonna be if the show had decided to write him off i feel like it needed to be a bigger a bigger spectacle than that well i the, it certainly did play up the mood because mm-hmm. i will tell you one thing there's some if you rewatch the show there's some narrative like visual elements leading up to that moment and i knew it was coming because of these elements mm-hmm. why are they choosing to do that why are they choosing to do this so you see him follow grace behind the bush He's staring off at the taillights in the distance, right? Mm-hmm. And then it shows him kind of, it's a static focused cam. And he's as he's backing away, it shows him like getting more blurry. And I'm like, oh shit. And then, and then there's no noise. There's no sound effects. There's no music. It's quiet as fuck. Mm-hmm. So you know shit's going down. Like I'm like, oh shit, this is it. I know this is it. This is mm-hmm. it. This is what what's gonna happen. <laughs> so now this could be building a moment, but there's like like when it comes to these narratives, like these these narrative elements, there's almost a truth behind them. Like uh, like a poetry. Like this is the showdown. This is this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he's not that he's gonna survive. I feel like we really? have to. I thought you of all people would would. I'm speaking would as a Morgan, Morgan lover. I, I love him. He's like my favorite character. I know. That's why I'm so shocked. I'm telling you, I've had a day to kind of process <laughs> this and try to be the host that I need to be, because I don't want to be hypocrite too. Like I, I've been. We mentioned this in the other episode. It's like you know, you you have to. I mean, like, I'm going to feel what I'm going to feel. I'm mm-hmm. going to f- sucks if I don't get my Morgan, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to stop watching the, the show. Like, that's, right. I always, isn't that stupid? I, I know we're yeah. rehashing that, but that's so stupid. To threaten, like I st- stop watching the show. Yeah, if Morgan goes away, I'm not going to stop watching the show. Right. Like, I want to know what this is all for. I mean, it's the same thing as Walking Dead. Having somebody mm-hmm. die like Beth or like Herschel, like, you know, like, oh, what was it for? What's, I don't know if that's the point. You know, when you watch a zombie apocalypse show, that's not the point. They're not, there's sometimes there's not going to be the, meaning. Some of the, de- yeah, exactly. I think some of the point of some of these deaths is that there is no point. This is the world we're living in. People yeah. die for no reason. And, we and to, that's a reality you have to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was doing that. And that is the that. point is that yeah. there is no point. Yeah. yeah. You can do all of this and then it could still turn out bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Glenn's been gone three years and I'm still watching. So yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Carl too. <laughs> like Carl was rough. I mean, <sighs> Also, the filming oh, of that was man. a little rough too. Yeah, you know? there's there's something oh, about man. like how it ha- how it went down and 
how it got dragged out a bit too much. <laughs> like you can get the spirit of what they were trying to do, but you know, there's just no amount of, it's almost as if they should have just taken him away from us really quickly. Like it would have been better if he would have gotten shot like Denise in a way, like after finding out that he got bit. No, am I right though? Yeah. Like, he yeah. was going to die anyway. And so <laughs> I just, I have a hard time with those scenes. Like when Denise died, I, I laughed my ass. At, like at, when when something is so shocking like that, yeah, my yeah. my go to reaction is to laugh. Are you you like, heard my really? Did that really just happen? Right, right. <laughs> like oh, oh my god, oh my, yeah. what the fuck yeah. just happened? <laughs> yes, it's like me watching yeah. Gladiator with uh, Russell Crowe. Oh. I I could not stop laughing like at these because it's like oh, holy shit, <laughs> his head flew off his body. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's but, how I react to a lot of death scenes. Yeah, Denise's thing was I. It was sort of like that for me, but then I, I sort of like went, oh, like I did this kind of like, what? And, but then I went, oh, I went, I went, I went, oh, oh, Tara. <laughs> oh, yeah. feelings. Yeah. I have like, them. Oh, she's going to get you an orange soda and you're not going to be able to yeah. drink it. <laughs> She'd be like, no, this is the memorial soda now. <laughs> uh, nobody can drink it. In my, Den- in my Denise uh, shrine. <laughs> oh. Right. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just that whole scene. Like, I mean, let's read his, I just want to read his last few, like his last few words. Like it wasn't, I, I'm, I'm, there's a little to bit grace. of reason because there's a little bit of repetition, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just about doing right. It was about the future. We fought for the future. We made the hard call. Who said? Who said it was that we have to make the hard call? Dwight said it, but I know somebody else said it when Dwight was backing at the river, like with I think all the we've heard, Yeah, we've heard that a few times. Yeah, making the hard call. Yeah, yeah. In this episode specifically, too, making the hard call. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made the hard call for her, for all of us, for her meaning. So Grace, if you're listening to me, live all of you. If you can hear me, just live. Yeah. It's so fucking. It's just so frustrating. Mm. I don't I don't think we're saying goodbye to Morgan just yet, honestly. A character like that would need, you know, a Carl type episode to say goodbye to. I just I think the, Lenny James deserves that as an actor. I think Morgan Jones as the character deserves that. Um I don't know. I would be really really let down if if his goodbye episode wasn't a big spectacle. Yeah, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it because I'll tell you what like as so yeah, I agree with you in a way when it comes to Morgan. There is some poetry in the way that he went because he sort of, if he does die that way, it is sort of like the way his wife goes. It is sort of like the way Dwayne goes in a way. Alone. So there is, yeah, there is a, mm-hmm. well, sort of alone. There is kind of like a pattern. There's a theme. There's there's some yeah. sort of thing that kind of makes it okay. Like it's not okay no matter what for me. But right. Like from a story standpoint, I can see that. Like, but also as as like a fan of Morgan though, there's like you don't want to see your your favorite character die. But does he <laughs> no, die properly in service of the story though? See, can that's you- that's usually where yeah, and I I try to go there too. In for service the of the story, not for, for meaning. Line. Yeah. yeah, there's a difference between dying for the meaning of the characters, like to give the characters meaning, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen in this show. Not really, not usually. But then there's like, does his death move the story along? And I think you can make an argument about yes, it does, because these characters will be forced to take Morgan's fierceness and his ability to put the right, I mean, to kind of have his guidance, like all life is precious, but also kind of like to be masters and then like also have to do it without him and now use him as a symbol in their heads about not forgetting like he said like not they can't take away what you did 
Right. You know? And right. what you did as evidenced by making Grace survive a nuclear holocaust <laughs> in a far <laughs> right. off place that they would have never gotten to if it wasn't for Logan tricking them. Yeah. They, yeah. they literally ripped Grace and allowed the new show to happen. Like, <laughs> I am convinced that this kid is going to be part of the new series or yeah. these kids could be twins, whatever it is. Sure, sure. So, yeah. You know, un- unfortunately. None of this would have happened if not for Logan tricking them. And then none of that would yeah. have happened if Sarah didn't uh, kill Clayton. Kill, yeah, There's, exactly. You keep going back as far as early all, season yeah, four. It's all, everything's all linked up, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, nobody's really going to know if, if Morgan does die. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Everybody's going to assume he's at a different place because they were all we- split up. Do you think they're going to play with that? They could. I, think I mean, Ginny would they, play with that. Ginny would tell everybody that, oh yeah, Morgan's over at this place, and then tell that place, oh no, he's over at this place. I resent your face so much. <laughs> wow, that was such what a line, right? Mm-hmm. Like showing her cards, right? Like, like she can, yeah. She's always putting on this happy face, and da da da. And finally, we just, she's like, I just don't like your face. Mm. <laughs> I feel like almost like like you think Victor's going to get like the sweet talking thing, but I feel like maybe. She's thinking the same thing about Victor calling her out, the con man knowing the con, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they're they're going to, yeah, I feel like she's going to, she's going to see through him. Oh, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. she's going to feel, she's going to make maybe lead him on to think that he's sweet talking her, but. Oh, man. I hope he's smart enough to realize that he's be, getting played. <sighs> We'll see. Like, we'll see what kind of yeah. 4D chess they're going to start playing, too. Uh, that could be a really fun... Right? That's going to be a really fun interaction between like those said, two, yeah. We're watching yep. sneak peeks. We are. I, you're absolutely right. Yep. Um, yep. So speaking of showing cards, <laughs> it, it does kind of take, take us back to what I said last episode and the episode before that about Althea's weak moment, mentioning helicopters. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That was another... I forgot right? to write that down, but... Oh, the look on Al's face too was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. She Ginny does not hold that you could see Ginny just peeling herself away, mm-hmm. like showing her true colors until, also, until that further, moment with Morgan. Yeah. Further confirmation that that she is in no way tied to Isabel and, and, and their group. You know, she wouldn't have brought it up again if she didn't really want to know about it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she's still like a Georgie Splinter though? Because I feel there's just no way. There's just no way they can't be. <sighs> If okay, let's if we if we say Georgie's at you know the top of this pyramid, okay, and then she's got all these uh, people and and communities and different areas working for her, it would be <laughs> totally possible that that those communities don't even know about each other, right? So Isabel's community could yeah. even be a, a faction of of Georgie's regime, and Ginny could also be, and the two groups are not aware that they're both under the same leader. <laughs> That's you know what I, I didn't think of it that way. Because just because the the approach is so different, it right? is yeah. Like like this like Isabel's group is just operating on a whole other capacity, right? Like to actually the, futuristic to Maggie almost. and Alexandria and you know Hilltop Alexandria, and then they do kind of resemble each other, like Hilltop Alexandria and the settlers, mm-hmm. how they're doing things. Sure, sure, very old school and 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 Isabel's yeah. like new school, like the, mm-hmm. where she's from. I guess it could be mm-hmm. under the same puppet master, but yeah. Possible. Like, Possible. I, and they do, but not knowing about each other. And maybe that's intentional too. Could I start be. I start up these groups and then you have these pockets of survivors from each of these scattered locations around the, the US, let's say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
That's that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And then maybe Isabel's part more part of the central government. Yeah. And I think Georgie has proven that she is good at finding useful people. So <laughs> So Georgie goes, Come find me. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, Georgie's gonna find you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> if you can yeah, if you can serve <laughs> some purpose. You know, right. If you've um, got good vinyls, she'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, that actually begs another question is that do you think maybe there are some of these groups that know, know that that's what Georgie's trying to do? Like maybe Isabel's group does know about these other settlements. Yeah, who knows? Isabel they might but be they don't directly, know about her. Uh, oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe she's she's mm. part of more of an inner circle. Mm-hmm. So like you have Georgie in the middle, and whatever you know, firsthand accounts and firsthand people she has, and then you have this inner this inner circle with Isabel and those people and those settlements. But then there's the outer circle where the inner circle, you know, the inner circle knows about the outer circle, but the outer circle will never know about the inner circle. Absolutely. Like they're like yeah. sha- like a shadow group mm-hmm, or groups, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And all the outer groups know is Georgie. Oh, I'm just a humble servant. And here's the key <laughs> to the future. And goodbye. I'll check uh-huh. in with you later. Oh, yeah. And I would the put murderous. Jenny's group on the uh, on the outskirts there, you know. Yeah. Same with, yeah, the, they with Alexandra, the though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They would be out there too. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's a good, you know, look at the different personality. Let's say, you know, Georgie did approach the, the settlers and they're a, a branch of Georgie's, you know, group or whatever. And, and so is Alexandria, but you don't see our group riding around on horses, shooting people in the head. You know what I mean? There's definitely a different way of doing, which drives the point that Ginny's, you know, lost a couple of marbles. Like she's crazy. And maybe, uh, Georgie might not know that Jenny's running things this way. I think we had, we had talked about that before too. You know, Jenny might just be some crazy rogue person that was put in charge and is now doing a terrible job of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking like Georgie kind of came into their lives at the end of season eight. TWD season eight, mm. if you remember. Yes. And that's about the. T- was that end of eight? It was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so to kind of put things into perspective, it could have been about the same time she met up with the settlers. And we haven't even seen her then. And that's Jane Atkinson. Jane Atkinson is a huge actress. Like, she's, we're going to see her again. Like, mm-hmm. they would, you would not cast someone like Jane Atkinson and not have her on the show again. We're yeah. going to see her. Or like a movie. Yeah, maybe the show and a movie, though. Maybe in that season of Fear, the next season of Fear. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? People were saying, that the that the the movie was going to come out in spring of 2020 i'm like no 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 mm, that's awesome you're not soon. seeing you're not seeing the light of day. pollyanna no. actually said something she said it in a way that some <laughs> people interpreted it as it being spring of 2020 okay. but i know that she, when she says that i know that she means spring 2021 oh okay or as early as that or as late as uh december of 2020 there's no okay. way you can turn around a movie yeah, I, I think people. Thinking... I think people are also still stuck on it being a multi, like, like, uh, like a trilogy of some kind. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing that if they were going to release the movies on TV. I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be releasing it in the films and in theaters and just calling it. Hmm. And do you think they'll be? I guess I didn't really get the impression that they would be trilogies either, but just sort of three separate movies about different periods of time. I didn't oh. think they would be like, like consecutive movies well yeah can being connected to each other i mean in the universe yeah i mean right but i don't think it's going to be a trilogy like in terms of in being succession to each other right like this movie ends and then the next one picks up where it left off i don't i didn't think that's how they would do it it's like having a star trek movie and then having star trek a star trek the generate next generation movie you know like generations or something 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. Maybe a movie about each storyline, because I mean, we are having distinct path pathways. Like, like mm-hmm. a, a, I, I mentioned this in like last week was like they're they're definitely keeping fear in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, a TWD in the present, let's say, quote unquote, and yeah. then and then the TWD three in the future. So I think they're going to keep each one in their own lane. Okay. And then they're gonna they're gonna like even Gimple was saying, and I I can put the the video to that too. When Brandon Davis was actually interviewing Gimple, among other people on the red carpet when they're doing the Chinese theater um, uh, premiere of TWD season 10, he had said that there are going to be ties. Um, TWD3 is going to have ties to what happens in the movies. So okay. you're going you're to watch TWD3 and then later on you're going to watch the movie and go, oh, wait, there are some ties here. So they're going to start playing with all three timelines and they're going to be like little hints. Just like we're, we're seeing yeah. that Grace is pregnant, we're going to see that TWD3, that child is, is hers. So could yeah. could that when they say you know things connected to or related to could that be something as simple as like location like maybe they're just in the could, same area it could be I was you know what I was my immediate thought was <laughs> hmm. the kids are gonna see a statue of Rick Grimes somewhere a statue yeah like in the <laughs> like in the comic books like there was no way you could have avoided that frame and looking for images of Rick Grimes like so oh my God. I can see that that being the hint and then that yeah. they're gonna see that as a as a result of the movies. Or something like okay. I don't know. It was a silly thought that I was thinking <laughs> to myself, "Who's that guy?" You know, like the yeah. kids would be like, oh, "Well, he's obviously important enough to have a statue, <laughs> like or something." Oh, that'd be so heartbreaking, though. That these kids don't know who Rick Grimes is. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but that's how sheltered they are. I mean, the premise does seem like that's true. They yeah. lived in sequ- like that. in these communities, and it's this like is the result. It's like taking a group of kids from Alexandria and throwing them out into the wild. Well, even that worse, have never been outside the world outside the yeah, walls. Exactly, worse than that. Like they've they've been sheltered and never had to deal with walkers. I think, and that's or hard. had a real life. They yeah, because they were born into this. Right, that's the, right. the right. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into these settlements, right. even worse. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it makes you think about like Fear the Walking Dead and how this and how comparing Morgan's group to Ginny's group, it's like when you do things the right way, you have an awareness of the world and how it really works. Mm -hmm. But if you do things Ginny's way, you know, you save all these people, you keep, you know, you shoot the the non-essential people, you keep the essential people, but these the essential people are going to have kids. Are you going to shoot the kids? Right. You know, if they don't turn out the right way. Yeah. Everybody's got a part to play. Just find it. Find where you fit in. Yeah. And essential people will turn into non-essential people. So what are you going to do then? Eventually, yeah, exactly. Eventually or immediately. You never know. Mm-hmm. Some people lose their, you know, you lose your, your digits, your fingers. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now I can't weld. Okay, goodbye. Boom. <laughs> like, right? right? It's a lot to think about. And so it takes you to like this TWD3 thing. And these are kids who obviously grow up in one of those settlements where, you know, they're building the future, but they're not bringing up capable kids. What I like about this idea, though, is that you're harnessing the power of, of entering the apocalypse again for the first time. Mm-hmm. There's something so cool about like, like, it's like watching a whole other series where they're discovering mm-hmm. how the world works how what walkers are or maybe they know about it but they never interacted with it before i don't know it's it's gonna be super super interesting because i just keep going back to the idea that these kids were born into this right like yeah every show we've seen so far has been you know normal civilization the breakdown you know people reacting to it people having memories of oh gosh remember you know carol saying she misses her vibrator <laughs> you know, what I mean? you know yeah. like people have things people have things that they miss right. so that's not gonna happen on this show there's right. not gonna be anything to miss Except 
there'd be so many cultural absences. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Judith, Judith has the luxury of having that education. So there's a little bit of that, but like Judith's probably the first person that we know of, you know, RJ, Judith, um, born into this Gracie. Yeah. Go you know? Gracie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. they I mean, are children of the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. With like, and like they're getting a formal education. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Maggie's kid. I forget. Uh, what was it? Was Herschel. Name? Herschel, right? Herschel. I know I forgot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they're getting an education, but like maybe these kids didn't get the kind of the same kind of education, like airplanes and you know all these things that don't exist anymore. Yeah, we don't know what kind of community they're coming from. They could call diarrhea water cocky for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> they could. <laughs> oh, is water coming out of your butt? Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Caught the water cocky. <laughs> why? Why is that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and and we don't really know why they're leaving the community either, right? We haven't yeah. like like if it fell or or we have no idea why they're venturing out if they're yeah. just little assholes going we can make it on our own <laughs> i mean and what maybe. if they're just a, yeah, what if they're just little cocky kids like <laughs> I can do this. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> no, I mean, if they true. don't, if they have no experience, as I kids can see do, somebody, right? yeah, and especially teenagers, which I think that's going to be the general, like yeah. later teens. They get more than when they bargain for or something. Exactly, they're gonna they're gonna have a big head and they're gonna think, okay, well, if other people could do it, I could do it. And you know, I mean, maybe they sneak out or who knows? I gosh, I don't. There's a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, like, yeah, and we're gonna figure that out. But I just like love the. That there's going to be more of like a like a, like the, these parallels and connections and evidence dropped here that has importance there, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, and then with the movies and and who knows if the TWD show is going to have like any it probably will have some connections to any of this, but sure. it seems like I like the fact that it's on the margins too, like so you have the fear is connected to the movie and and the movie is connected to TWD three, but so far like no real I mean obviously like TWD was the birth of all this, but mm-hmm. I so far I don't have any connection like other than Maggie Lee to be with Georgie like there's been no further connection true so now I'm excited to see the season how that plays in yeah. I'm going to be watching for it now like where the links are going to be you know everybody's <laughs> theorizing that like Michonne's going to leave the show because she hears Rick on the radio or something like that I'm not convinced I don't think that'll be the reason yeah I, I think don't if think so she either. hears because okay we know that Michonne's leaving but Judith and RJ are not correct exactly Kelly Fleming is staying on the show for sure we so, don't know I mean but well okay still. I guess that's what I was asking do we know mm, no okay so i suppose if with that information up in the air if we know the kids are staying on the show michonne's not going to leave because she heard rick because if that's the case of course she's going to take the kids with her mm, oh, right maybe it's too dangerous but she wouldn't know till it was already happening mm, unless she knows what it takes so that's the that's the gambit suppose it depends on what he says over the radio too like i'm in a storage unit in a junkyard locked up or you know you know we're I mean? not even talking to her maybe <laughs> just hearing him on the radio talking yeah yeah but that's the thing somebody I, else i i'm not assuming anything like the, the thing that really bugs me about this theory is that if he has the ability to speak on the radio, he would have mm-hmm. done it way sooner. Yeah. So there's got to be something at which that he, I mean. My theory is that Michonne is going to leave the show 
uh, sort of how she did in the comic books. Looking and that for was her to food, go fish. On a, yeah, she went on a on a boat to fish. They went way out to sea to to get big fish. So they this was like you know a month you know months of fishing or I don't I don't know I don't do that I don't know if it's called something different when you have bigger fish on the line but <laughs> like deep sea fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. like shark catching sharks. I don't know. I don't know. Sharks. But I I think she might leave Whale. that way. You know, she's gonna leave to take care of people. Right. That's right. Just, that's my theory. That's my theory. Yeah, to help. Yeah, help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I, why I, she wouldn't take the kids because they're not going to be able to do what she's doing. Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. I think. I think what bothers me is that everybody has an assumption, and <laughs> and, and it's like so. I, I almost like I don't know who I'm more impressed by, like in in the negative way. Like, I'm more am I more <laughs> impressed with the people who have comics knowledge, who have at least a basis of of like how this is going to go down. But like, there's so much divergence that could it, it be the it same way. It doesn't even matter, yeah. right? Or am I more impressed with the people who don't have comic knowledge who automatically <laughs> assume certain things, like oh he's going to hear Rick on the radio? I'm like, there's no basis <laughs> for your argument. Like your, yeah. I mean, it makes sense what you're saying, but at the same time. That's too obvious. It's too obvious. I like. I really like hearing the theories from people who don't read the comics. Yes, me too. They, yeah, that's, they that's think, why I said that. Yeah, yeah. They think of things that that I would like. I have that knowledge, and so I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. This could happen. This makes sense to me. Right. But they, ha- you know, other people don't have that knowledge, and so they come up with these crazy, wild ideas. And sometimes I'm like, hmm. Yeah. You've got a point. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got some. Yeah, let's take uh-huh. some stones. And we know from history that that the show does not follow the comic books you know yeah yeah i mean and that's yeah that's that's the thing that's what the the tug of each theory is Mm -hmm. is it's either i think it just pisses me off because it's just more obvious than it should be and and i don't think obvious is what they're going for i don't think it's going to be that easy i think there's going to be evidence and i think she's going to follow that evidence evidence wherever it goes mm-hmm. you know so it, so you do think that uh it'll be uh something involving rick that gets her to to leave see i'm not even sure about that that's what okay. kills me everybody yeah. assumes that it's going to be because of that and i'm I, not sure i don't think that and here and here's why uh at this point, Andy Lincoln is not coming back to the show, right? Right, right. If ever, if right, if yeah. Michonne were to get a teaser that Rick's out there, I feel like that opens the door to bring him back on the show, which isn't going to happen. Interesting. Yes, that's that's precisely why I think that because yeah, it would it would leave it open for her for him to be. Other people would know automatically mm-hmm. that he's alive. Daryl, mm-hmm. who's been who was who has been looking for him. Mm-hmm. So that makes no sense. I mean, that's right. that's why the obvious thing isn't always the best thing. So what I do think is that if they don't bring Maggie this season, that could be the doorway. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and then, because the thing is that Maggie did write Jesus while she was with Georgie, right? Which is another reason mm-hmm. why I'm not sure if she's the same person that's associated with Isabel's group or not, because she seems to have a rapport, you know, the same relationship she had with Deanna, same relationship she had with Gregory yeah. in a way, but yeah, whatever. If Michonne is leaving to be with Georgie because of a letter from Maggie, that makes more sense to mm, me. And that's okay. the only thing I'll say. Like that, I, I I'm not going to say I'm right about this. I'm not going to say I'm going to push this theory. But like it just like other people are so confident they're posting, but it's going to happen like this and that. that. 
<laughs> like, dude, that makes no sense. Like what no. you me just figured out right now makes no sense. Like it can't be the radio. It opens the door too wide for other mm-hmm. characters to be involved and, and, and have Rick be a name like, well, he's alive. What? What? Right. And now, I don't think now that's everybody's a, wondering and catching wind of that. Yeah. I mean, unless they bring all these people into the, into the movies. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, and I I like the idea that Michonne would go with Georgie. Every time I come up with a theory of how she could leave the show, my second thought is, what about the kids? Is this a scenario where she could take off without her kids? Right. Because if she can't, if she could take the kids with her, then that's not not what's going to happen. And there's also a third thing that we're not saying, and that's she could die. Yeah. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not touching that. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to say that. No but that's way. A distinct possibility. Yeah, it and, is. And notice that it nobody, is. nobody I know, I haven't heard seen, that theory at all. Have said that. Nobody no. has said that. We no. we kind of touched on it when we heard that she was going to leave the show, but we instantly went back to denial. Like about that, we kind of tried to think our way around it yeah. because we don't want that. Nobody, nobody I know, nobody I've seen wants that. All the racists think. All the racists think we want that. <laughs> Not to oh touch that gosh. third rail. No, we're not even bringing it up because it's not a, it's not on the table. It's no. not an option. Not Although, an option. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> the kind of person who will bring that on the table because just because yeah. of we won't see it coming, we won't want it to come, we won't see it coming. Yeah. So there is and that element of surprise. At this point, if they can kill Carl, they can kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Carl, who, who, who's probably one of the few people that makes it in the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> he's end. still alive. With Sophie's Well, I mean, kid. No, well, now it's over, but <laughs> he made it. He made it. That's what makes like this show so great is that it can go anywhere from here because the two people, like, I mean, Sophia's kid and Carl, like, so there was no Sophia to have a relationship with a baby, right? On the show? Oh, no, in the comic book. Yeah, Sophia's still alive in the comics. Yeah, and has a kid with Carl. And I think the kid is called um, Andrea, right? After his his stepmom. Mom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, and so that's what's so intriguing. So it could go any way that it wants to go, right? It so. could, yeah, yeah. The only thing we haven't really touched at all in this episode mm-hmm. is the wedding. Oh, right. And I this... know. I was so I was so geeked for it last week, too. Right. And we all were geeked. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. it starts off with like Charlie on, on an actual banjo. I thought it was like a guitar, but it mm-hmm. was an actual banjo. Yeah. And she's playing the chords for It's All Right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's rough, right? <laughs> it's but, awkward. But very real. Yes. Too. Yeah, I like that that she wasn't perfect at it. It was you a know, nice. You touch. almost expect that that perfect, beautifully, you know. But they didn't. They didn't do that. No. Nah. They were like, she's she's figuring it out. I like that. We're building the future. <laughs> um, yeah, and then some other things I noticed too was that like even though like it was kind of a, it was like a secular wedding, <laughs> like you could see the the Torah in the back <laughs> propped up <laughs> and opened up. Which is interesting because it's like it shows it's like the Ark of the like not the Ark of the Covenant the Ark uh, where the where the Torah is kept it's kind of like a makeshift Ark, and okay. you usually do that in instances where you're about to read from it or like during special ceremonies you open the Ark and everybody stands up because it's holy or whatever, mm-hmm. like is the idea of the presence of God right and the presence of God amongst the union of man and woman yeah that was really cool um and I'm I'm not even gonna lie I, I definitely teared up when when Dwight gave us rings. Oh man, them. that was a punch in the fucking throat. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. Right? I'm like, oh, 
oh, and then he's like, when I find her, we're going to start over and I don't need him. I'm just like, <laughs> that is true though. Isn't it though? It, it is. Yeah. He's it so beautiful. goddamn mature, man. He's, <gasps> right. He's got to find her. He, he gets it. He really gets he's it. He's got to, he's got to find her. And I'm, Sherry, I'm super sad. It didn't happen before the end of the season, but yeah. I'm still holding out for six. He's got to find her. Yeah. It's, it's again, what was this episode? Sneak peeks. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean the whole <laughs> season, I mean, basically the whole season, was a big, a big reminder of Sherry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the giving him the rings, the ring not fitting is perfect. Like John <laughs> Dory moment. I love that too, right? See, not everything works out for this group. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You get you get what you need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. Oh man, and and like, what does he say? Is like uh, he uses some really mature ideas. Like when he was talking to Ni- uh, Naomi. Oh my god, when he's talking to June. <laughs> Whoa. But he's talking to June before on horseback and saying, you know, uh, I thought maybe, you know, it, it could have been Sherry, it could have been just my brain, dehydration, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, it's the idea of like, can you see the scene, you go back to the scene in your mind. He hears it and he's like, ah, fuck it. And then he throws it. He throws the the, the walkie. Where does he throw it onto? A, a mound. And Who's what mound? The heck? I, I have no idea. Think about where, it. Where, where was he? Who was the guy who died? Lots of people. Which Tom. one specifically? Tom. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What does Tom represent? Hope. Okay. Hope stashed, whatever. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah. But it, it it had to have been right there that he did Thank that. you for clarifying that, too, because I'm staring at this you. mound of dirt, and I'm like, what is Why? that? That's so random. I expected Dwight to like start digging in it, and then he <laughs> didn't. He just walked away, and I'm like, okay, you're going to need that walkie later, buddy. Yeah. You'll find some batteries somewhere. Why are you just throwing shit that you need? <laughs> What's happening right now? But yeah, it's the, it's just there's a poetry in everything that happens in this episode. And he even admits it to, to June also, like how yeah. I don't want it to be like when he looks at Tom's grave, you know, or his mound, his burial mound. <laughs> he, he, I think a lot of that plays into how he reacts in that situation scenario like in what he decides to do from that point on it's like it can't be like this i can't use her as a bargaining chip i can't keep repeating the same things i gotta do right i gotta do right i gotta build this future from the ground up like he says in starting from Mm -hmm. scratch with sherry it's like we never really got a chance we had a chance to be us and married and whatnot Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and I, i that's why i love that scene it was like him saying like his form of commitment to his ethos his newfound philosophy is him giving up like his past or giving up the ties of his past and, and then allowing like Alicia painting trees. Do you remember what I said? It was like she had to kind of tear herself down to build herself back up to be to be this more complete person, right? And yeah, she acknowledges yeah. that, takes the sword back and becomes all of it. Dwight's doing the same thing. He's tearing himself completely down, letting go of the things that remind him of what he lost. Yeah. To remind him that now I can gain things. Now I can be a better version of myself for her to be ready for me and to be ready for us. Yeah. And, yeah. I think that's, and they'll be starting over the relationship too. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's got to, he's got to find her. He has to, he just has to. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that whatever they decide to do with that whole scenario could be very interesting because I think 
there's a tendency for fear to kind of go on this tangent of like of like of hope i i mean aside from this episode and last episode there's like this tinge of hope that runs throughout this season mm-hmm. and and success and all that stuff i don't know i don't there's a, these these zombie apocalypse shows they they don't turn out the way you quite expect them to and so no. that's the thing about he may be on the path of righteousness or whatever it's going to be <laughs> mm-hmm. but she may not be you know, and I kind of had a thought when you're talking about, you know, hope and like building things up and then, um, and they have a tendency to do this, right? Like it immediately reminded me of this, you know, the entire season when they're looking for Sophia and where did she end up? <sighs> what if, born. what if, what if that's our lead up to finding Sherry? In the same manner? Yeah. What She's if a we walker? Find, yeah. What if we find Walker Sherry? You know? Yeah. That's compelling. Mm. What are the consequences of that? And how is that going to, what's that going to do to Dwight's? brain you know i i don't know i know that he would have had the answer all along because if he's doing it for sherry that's different but i don't i have a feeling he's not doing it for sherry at least that's not what he said initially like i know i can't make up for things and he's ready if the fact that he's ready to let go of those rings means he's doing it for himself but he wants to be the man he wants to be the man before he can be with sherry so i think there's Mm, you know doing it for the right reasons so but it's compelling because even like Jenny offering Sherry on a silver platter means, oh, you get to stop being you, uh, this new you. Uh, come on over to the dark side. He won't do it because right. he's been through that, you know? And he knows it would be the exact same situation. I mean, yeah. Sherry's not going to be Jenny's wife. A little bit different, but but basically the same, you know? And that's what he's screaming about at the river too, you know? I've been on the other side of people who don't believe in the same things that you do, you know? Yeah. And it, it's not, it doesn't end well and it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. Yeah, there's a line here and this kind of goes goes hand in hand with this Dwight thing, building yourself, tearing things down to build them back up again. It better, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I brought this line up last week or the week before this expression called tikkun olam. I knew he was going to bring it up. Um, tikkun olam. Now he says what this is. It's He said in, in the vows, he says, uh, Rabbi Kessner says, oh, mm-hmm. it's a broken world, but each union sees a little piece of everything set right. And so, and he goes, it's tikkun olam. And it, it, he says it's the, uh, the, the rebuilding of the world or something like that. Uh, and tikkun olam is interesting. It's an interesting concept in Judaism. Tikkun olam means like, uh, it literally means that you do things to make the entire world better. You know what I mean? Even if it's a little thing, when you act in the universe, when you act in the world, are you building the world up or are you tearing it down? You know? So you do little things, like even little things like um, making, helping someone. That's the quintessential tikkun olam. When you yeah. help someone, that's that's you are making the entire world a better place. One person, sure, you know, could have a chain chain reaction. Yeah, exactly. You did something nice for them, and then they do something nice for that person, and so on and so on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If we all did that, we'd all be nice to each other. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But even like that's so that's like the simplest way or like and sometimes it's less complicated than that. But sometimes it's just like building, I don't know, like a garbage, like make, having leaving a, a garbage can out so that somebody could throw something out. That's tikkun olam also. Mm-hmm. Your actions and your thoughts on how to even from simple to really complicated. It doesn't have to be t- getting on an airplane and saving somebody in a far off land. It could be something simple, local, you know, leave some supplies out, whatever, in the zombie apocalypse. That's tikkun olam. So I just love that they finally actually brought out the concept because I brought it up and I put it in the notes. That's cool. Um, and, and now it's said, and I just think, the re- he said it was the repairing of the world. I, I said, no, it's not. Tikkun Alam is, 
to, to lit a can is to fix, but okay. it does, it doesn't literally the world. I mean, it, it's, if you think about it, it's like a lot like a Blade Runner. Blade Runner has this concept of kipple, right? Like where trash, kipple is kind of like trash, but it's not just trash. It's kind of like entropy, you know, like things break down and trash piles up and dust collects. That's yeah. life. It's our job to kind of make sure that dust is swept up. The, the trash is picked up. The, the plastics are recycled. It's, yeah. that's the, that's the conflict of the universe. Tikkun Olam is fighting against entropy, really. It's like fixing the world by making it right again and doing things to kind of in, engender like a, a better world, you know? Sorry. Just, I need to spend no, more I totally, time on this No, concept. I totally yeah. get it. I totally get it. We have these things um, all over town. There, Some people put up filing cabinets. Some of them are like just little boxes or, and it, it kind of reminds me of the, you know, take what you need, leave what you don't kind of thing because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Um, people will put in, um, you know, winter hats, gloves, scarves. Um, they'll even put, you know, pet food in there, canned goods, dry goods. People just fill these things with, you know, stuff that people need and whoever needs it comes and gets it. And, and that's it. They just come and get it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have at least that I know of, there's at least six or seven of them around, around my town. Are these like little drop points of things that pe- people can pick things up from? Yep, yep. Are these like centers or are they just like curbs or something like that? No, it's literally just like, like one of them is out front of uh, my friend's business. Oh, okay. Like just on the sidewalk. And mm. it's just this little, it's like a cabinet and you walk up, you swing the door open and there's shelves with that are full like of metal stuff. filing cabinet one. well th- this one is is a literal shelf with a, a door but okay. there's another one that is a filing cabinet yeah it's like four four drawers of a filing cabinet you pull the drawers out and it's full of whatever you need of stuffs yeah. okay yeah that's cool that's cool that's you alum right there um so there there's another thing that i have to kind of go through <laughs> um so it's they did the okay so wait before they broke the glass they saw the light kind of coming oh, shafts yeah. right yep. and they yep. kind of like were like oh that's near tamid that was beautiful I, don't, beautiful I can't remember shot. which came first though. Like, was it? Did he break the glass and then they saw it, or did they see it and then they broke the glass? Like, and I think, I the think way it I re- was the glass and then the okay. beams of light. Because as they're as they're soaking in the sun is when they hear the the, the in the distance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that's the light of. It. So according to the narrative, it's the light of truth, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Um, I thought it was the eternal. That's flame. what I. That's what oh, I know. Okay. So I think oh, it's the okay. everlasting flame, right? Yes, but, which was, means like the ever presence of God. So, yeah, uh, the omnipresence of God. And then there's the but the the, the way they they laid it out was that the the light of truth, right? Okay. And then just as the yeah. light comes down, the truth is that Ginny is arriving, which is kind of there's mm-hmm. a little bit of like a mercy, but then there's also like a kind of like a, there's a hard truth that you have to face now. But here's like some comfort in that weird, <laughs> like a recognition of some kind. Mm-hmm. But then breaking the glass is a very interesting concept as well. Like not a lot of people know why we do that, why Jews do that. So let me break it down and you'll see the significance <laughs> as I do it, right? It was explained to me once before, but I don't I don't remember the specifics. So we do my that. Cousin, my cousin's wife is oh, Jewish, okay, okay. so their wedding was very traditional. Tell me if this rings, it rings a bell. <laughs> um, so Jews do this... Um, in such a happy, special, like beautiful occasion, this union of man and wife and all that. And they do this as a sign of like a, like a brief sign of mourning for the hmm. second temple. Now you tell me how that ties into this episode. Like they're mourning the second temple. So what happened with the Jews is obviously they had first and second holy temple, like the, where they provide offerings. This is the ultimate place 
of residents for how they react to God and how they are able to serve God, right? And then we lose it. Okay. We lose it twice, not only once, but twice. Um, but it was such a watershed, terrible, horrible moment that it's etched into the culture of Judaism forever, hmm. you know? And so we take a moment in this happy, special union to kind of remember the fall of the Second Temple okay. and all the baggage that came along with it. Uh, and then, but that's we, really we, beautiful. Yeah, I, that is definitely the not the explanation on. I got. <laughs> no, see, yeah, a lot, a lot of people give the right explanation. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. No. Well, what did you hear? I, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Like I said, this was my cousin's been married. I don't know, a long time. Long. I was much younger when I attended <laughs> the one. I don't, I don't remember what was told to me, but it definitely wasn't that. I wouldn't yeah. remember that. Um, yeah, because that's really beautiful. I mean, and especially to take you know such a beautiful moment, a wedding, right, a union, and then say, oh, hold up. Up, hold up we're gonna you know we need to remember some things first let's yeah. let's and celebrate but also remember it takes one second too and yeah. I, the reason why it's like so cool is that there's something to that there's like something to this bittersweet moment like you know like let's remember what we did here and like and mm -hmm. we'll break the glass in remembrance of that thing that we tried to build that temple that we tried to build that place mm -hmm. humbug's gulch is the second temple mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean literally it's As the a, second humbug's gulch too yeah <laughs> There was the yeah. so the, the first temple was the dam factory. <laughs> well, there's been there've been a lot of temples. I, yeah, but yeah. It's funny that there were specific two gulches too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. And there's two gulches. There's the diamond uh -huh. also, which you could consider yeah. like one of them. And then that was the fall of the first temple and the mill, yeah. which was the second temple. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first losing the second gulch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first gulch, I don't think was a. I don't think they even. Th I don't. But they it didn't was, really try to hang out there now. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny how they found Dwight there as a mm -hmm. consequence of that. Yeah. So I guess Humbug, the, the original Humbug's Gulch is the first temple, the third temple. Sorry. That's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. You hardly met us, <laughs> Humbug's Gulch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought that's something to kind of tie together here. Like, oh, yeah, but like more of a symbolic thing. Like, you know, they can, we will always remember mm -hmm. like what Morgan says is we will always, they can, they can, and it, and it follows Jewish histories that they're, they're literally. So not, another thing people do not know about the first and or second temples is that there were two diasporas when the first temple fell. Um, I think it was 10 of the 12 tribes were strewn across the world. That's our history. Wow. So you, you have, 10 tribes we know nothing about. There are people walking on this earth that do not know they're part of the 10 tribes. You know? Wow. And the second temple that uh, through was was the second diaspora which is they took all the, the Judean tribe and they spread them across the world. And so wow. the same thing happens at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. you, you have people tribes these specific tribes of people, Charlie and Daniel separated. John and June separated. And it's just when you think about these parallels, you yeah. think about the second temple, you think about the idea of breaking the glass. I'm glad that they did it. Wow. But it really oh, kind yeah. of brings the point home. I, would, I wouldn't have known any of that. I wouldn't have known any of that. Pays to have a that's, Jew in showbiz. Wild. Right, that's right. <laughs> well, a, a semi. Well, we, know, we know who's right in the show. <laughs> with a semi-religious semi background, yeah. Chambliss and Goldberg, yeah. How about that? I'm, there, I'm sure. I'm sure some anti-Semitic dudes are like hey, hey, Jews. <laughs> now I know what the deal is and why it's so shitty. <laughs> read the story between the lines, son. Right. Read between the lines. 
So do yeah. they? So after the after the the ceremony, the breaking of the glass, and after mm. the ceremony, and everything. Do do they like keep? Do they keep those pieces? Or is it like something oh, that you um, hold on to? No, no, it's not. And immediately oh, okay. after you break the glass, everybody like shouts, roars with like joy and singing and song yeah. and dancing. So it's that one moment where they just go pop and then they just go, they move on. It's like like the moment of silence. Yeah, they then... don't they don't dwell on it either. It's right. like like they, they have the last blessing and and then uh the words are so the words right before you break the glasses, if if I forget Jerusalem, I it's like I forget my right hand, my familiar, you know? Okay. So uh I'll lose my ability to speak. I should not forget about Jerusalem even in the height of my joy, you know, like Okay. At, yeah. And then you break the glass and then you keep going. Going. Yeah, it should be familiar. Like it's like this idea of like let's not forget the second temple. Like for, it's like forgetting how to speak. It's like forgetting how to use your familiar hand. Right. You know. It's so it's yeah. it's like, like it should always always be there. It should just be second nature. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of sad to think though that like what you had said earlier. Like a lot of um, people don't remember that. Like they don't remember that. That's why they do that. That's yeah. Sad. It is kind of sad. sad. I, I I went to like a, a a less or I heard about a wedding that or. I, I don't know, maybe I attended one, but like they tried to explain it differently. Mm. And I was kind of like, like, you shouldn't forget that there are people in this world that don't find each other. And I'm like, oh, man, I just started like, like shaking ah, my head. You're slaughtering this. Man. <laughs> yeah, uh. but, I mean, like, I, and I'm not trying to like be weird about this, but like somebody tried to like explain that there are people in this world who are being oppressed. And like, uh, I mean, like, I get it. You want to <laughs> give this a re- like a new coat of paint. Like, 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 <laughs> Anyway, so that kind of explains the whole the whole glass breaking thing and how it ties into the episode, literally diaspora and I know, and I mean, yeah. gosh, so many meanings on so many different levels, and just mm. yeah, I think yeah. that's what wow. helped me like ground wow. myself to this episode because this episode. It, it just looked like they had the solution and they lost it. It slipped through their fingers. They had the solution and they lost it again. And then they just kind of like, and more, well, the idea of the wedding itself was kind of like Morgan said is like, you know what, if we're going to give up, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do it saying what we said we would do, you know, originally we're going to do right. it. We're going to live, you know, or <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do right. We're going to live. We're going to, even if it's just for today. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just for this moment, this one hour or yep. whatever it's going to be. Yep. And so I liked that. I did th- all of that grounded me. The wedding actually grounded me to this episode entirely. <laughs> Because without it, it would have been such a bad episode, to be honest. Like, you'd think that the you wedding so? was out of place, but it was literally the, the hub in the spokes that were this episode. Like, yeah. without it, this episode would have been just a, <laughs> it was just would have been a waste, to be honest. Yeah. Because it, there's hmm. nothing that connects you to anything else that happens in this episode until you realize, okay, this is what we were fighting for. And then Grace having, being pregnant is also being kind pregnant, of another yeah. thing. And saying she loves Morgan, Morgan loves her, sort of, in their own way. Looking back on the episode, if the wedding wasn't there, I feel like a lot of things would have just been like, sort of fumbled together. But with yeah. the wedding there, Very all these things had purpose and yeah. a reason for people, our groups getting split apart. And, you know, yeah, it, yeah. Gives yeah. you a, def- a, a different insight into what we just watched. Yeah. I of, feel different about it now yeah. having yeah. this information yeah me too i mean that's that's the thing that's the, that's what really got me um having this port in the storm even just as <laughs> just as on its face even having yeah. this port in the storm was what it was all about and then you take that and then when he, when morgan says oh we were right all along you know grace being pregnant was me being right all along having the wedding was them being right all along yeah. like do they even have these things in Jimmy settlements <laughs> settlements right you no know, because people can't get together i guess to make tribes right mm-hmm 
-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it's too, too controlled of an environment. I mean, do people even have relationships? Do people, yeah. Has she thought, how far into the future has she thought? Exactly. She's really only thinking about tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just tomorrow. Not literally, not like the figurative tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Literally tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. Adios yesterday. Hello tomorrow. And then like, she's like, oh, that fucking bitch. (laughs) I'm excited to see what's going on in in these camps. Yeah. I'm excited to see the bowling lanes. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Like, what is that whole, I really curious to see what they're all about. Think about it. Like this this whole season was almost like a setup, like a foundation upon which to get to ground you for the next season. Yeah. <laughs> what characters are going to be tried about tried and how they're going to be challenged and stuff like that with a more complete self. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like every, every good big series has sort of their slower down seasons. And um, I mean, everything with Madison and it was a down season for me. Season but, seven. But since the show <laughs> got good, um, AKA after Madison dies, Shot, um, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might have been sort of the the slower season for me. In the grand scheme of things, I think we're going to look back and say, okay, five was kind of the the lower point. Yeah, but we may even look back at the season and be like, this is the season that set us up for like these other three seasons. Like, yeah, if not for this, you know, mm-hmm. it could this be was one the of the turning things. point. Because like it's kind of goes back to what we initially brought up at the beginning of the episode about Netflix and binging and all that stuff and how differently we watch TV. This could be one of those seasons that changed everything for mm-hmm. people watching modern television. It could yeah. be. I mean, because when you watch all these episodes in a row, it's got to be way different than waiting for the next week, right? Absolutely. You could make the argument that maybe fear was designed or maybe cut up in a way that we would watch television today rather than yesterday. Like, obviously, the breaks mm-hmm. have dramatic pauses and you know every one of them is like a reveal there's like a significance to each segment for the episode but i mean if you take it all together though and you and you like watch it all it's like a big movie like Mm -hmm. they went on a plane to this place saved (laughs) some kids saved a woman who happened to work in a nuclear power plant who in the end of the day fell in love with Morgan and Morgan fell in love with her and then they have a kid and that kid goes off to the future. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool if you look at it that, that way. That's kind of how I see, you know, a series in general, or not a series, but each season of a series has a theme. Is its own little movie. Yeah, yeah. Right? You've but got only a beginning, like a now. middle, and an end. Like, it, remember how shows used to be like these one-offs? Like every episode was on a one-off? Like, uh, like oh, Star yeah. Trek? You solve the yeah. problem in one episode or maybe to be continued well a lot of the shows that i go back and rewatch are like that you know right. scrubs bones criminal they are one-offs like yeah. there might be one constant through an entire season but that's it you're good they're only going to be there with the one season right star trek discovery not like that at all like no <laughs> every season it's no. kind of like modern television every season is a <laughs> is a playthrough of a theme and then you know the next season will also have references back to the first season and it just continues I like, like the universe I like continues that. So, I mean, and it would be almost strange to have like a sitcom, like a situation comedy, you know, in this day and age. That's why they don't work, by the way. When John Mulaney had his his um, his series and like they released a couple episodes, it was garbage. Yeah. It was garbage. Sitcoms really only work anymore if they're cartoons. Yeah, which is why <laughs> Big Mouth works. Exactly. Which if I the, recommend also. If that also. show was done with real people, wouldn't work. No, not at all. And there's still some <laughs> continuity to it, but like they are kind of situational. Like mm-hmm. some things get resolved. Some things have to get pushed. 
you know, something's never, will never get resolved. And that's yeah. what also makes it funny too. You don't really see a lot of um, moral lessons in these shows anymore either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If, well, especially in the zombie apocalypse, but like they're starting to emerge now. Like we find that we need to have some meaning. Mm-hmm. There has to be something. Yep. So, well, and, and, and I like that fear and, and walking dead does do that, right? Maybe yeah. not in each episode, but there is a general moral, you know, even if it's a season long or a few stretch over a few episodes, like in general, it's usually hope, family, unity, things like that. But yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. morality isn't always the answer too. like the, like anti mm-hmm. anti morality butts against morality. And sometimes yeah. morality does not win. So like maybe Morgan, it doesn't win with Morgan. Like maybe Morgan was the Moses of this of this project maybe he was oh. meant to, to lead them into the promised land oh and he did but never but not not take part in it so we don't See, know and and we're not going to have you know one constant leader for for this group either because everybody's so separated right so it's not right. like one person's going to be able to rally everybody together and say come on guys let's fight back and get out of this situation you or, know? which is what why jenny did what she did too sure oh, he seemed absolutely. to have been the mouthpiece or something mm-hmm. so if morgan does survive what's his role gonna be how is he gonna what is he gonna play how is he gonna you know, with everybody spread out <laughs> Yeah, how is he going to rally everyone? I don't know. I, I We don't know. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I, I'm too stuck on the idea that I have to operate based on the principles the show gives me. So, like, let's say if I'm supposed to assume that he's going to die, I can't automatically assume, like, in the first episode that he's going to be there. You're like, mm-hmm. that we're going to... I think they're not going to go... They're probably going to get... If, they, if he is alive, we're not even going to think about knowing that until, like, the mid-season. I just... That's how I feel. If they kill him off, I hope we see it right away. Or yeah, or they hope we know about it at least. Like you want yeah. to see him die. That's the thing. I do. I have to see him die. I have to. Because if you... I don't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's it is kind of like leaving off. It's the, where we get leaving off on a good or bad note. Mm-hmm. Like a good note is is a note that has finality. A bad note is that it's not necessarily a bad note. It just doesn't have a completion to it. Right. It's I have a song mark. like that. I have a song like that where I. End off and like what it's supposed to be the next note, but I leave it at the <laughs> core right before that, and yeah. it, it annoys the hell out of musicians, but it annoys the hell out of people too, and they don't know why. But that's kind of like what the song is about, though, because it's not finished, <laughs> right? It's well, it's it's all about uh, it doesn't matter. The song is about it doesn't matter what you do, you're you oh, could, you could of be. Of course, it would end that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it literally it's ends. It doesn't ending. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say, and then there's supposed to be something after that with a note after that that's it, that's it. yeah yeah oh my gosh <laughs> breaking the cycle by not breaking not completing the circle so mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so the whole point yeah, oh, is, is that we, yeah, we're not supposed to know and i and i don't know it's we have to give the madison treatment uh, in the end of the day it's kind of you have to operate based on the premise but having fun with the edge of the knife that could be his survival so yeah. we don't know we're not gonna I know i don't like the idea of two mystery people wandering out there wondering if they're i mean i'm convinced that madison's died but i know yeah. a lot of people are not which, which and I will have, admit, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Of course, yeah. it's possible. We didn't see it, so it's possible. There's generally there's like a sliver of a possible, not even a sliver. There's like a, enough of a lane for somebody to walk through that yeah. possibility, right? The door is open. If she showed just back up enough. on the show, I'd be like, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, and Morgan, I, you know what? I, I almost would say that Morgan has a little bit more, a little bit less of an open door, almost, because because Madison wasn't shot. She was not That's debilitated. True. So I mean, each one has their pluses and minuses. I was gonna say, I yeah. suppose 
almost you could kind of level the playing field that way. I mean, Madison had hundreds of walkers coming after her on fire. He doesn't have <laughs> like as many, almost, yeah. but he's in a in a more dire situation for himself. So. An immediate, yeah, ha- hamstring, mm-hmm. hamstrung kind of handicapped mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah, I still think he's bleeding profusely he can get out too. Of it. That, that's right? what really that was got a me. lot of blood. Yeah, that was a lot of blood. That's what really got me. That's what made me start to like hesitate. This was the first time during an episode I could see the blood pack. (laughs) No, really? Did you notice? Yeah, as he was bleeding, um, some of it leaked out, and you could see the outline of the square. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I I was just I was also looking for it, though. I was looking for it. So I was too busy looking at the streams and streams of blood, like the river of blood. Well, that's what made me start looking for it. Is I'm like, that's a lot of blood. How big is that pack? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was they were using a hose, and it would make more sense to me. He kind, it seemed like he kind of had his one arm behind him, right? Like he could have been squeezing a pump <laughs> to like, bleh, 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 you know. That's cool, man. That really is cool. I I've mean, seen him do that too. You know, like the like the blood pressure pumps, and it's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, Spider Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> he comes with he comes with shoulder cannons. <laughs> I don't die. So here you go in the eye. Oh my god! <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I've got to be quiet. Everybody in my house is asleep. Now. Oh, I got to be quiet. As well, we should be. Oh my god! You know right? what? It, you know what it is. And I'm going to say this before we go. It's like it's hard to say goodbye to this episode because of. Again, like the sneak peeky feel of this episode, how it leads us almost hand in hand to the next season. Like it, there is a sense of like a cliffhanger, but there's also a sense of so many sneak peeks into the se- this next season. That how could you not? I still you know? feel a connection to the next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like there's like a there's continuity to it. That's very mm-hmm. smart. That's very smart. I mean, again, there are things about this episode that kind of feel like. I mean, if it wasn't for that wedding and how they they like put the right elements in that wedding that this whole episode would have been kind of just way all over the place mm-hmm. but like when you look at the hubs and spokes of a wheel i mean if not for that hub right there like it just would be it, it all cave in on itself it just yeah. be too up and down what's the point of them hurting the walkers if at the end of the episode it's all going to turn to shit anyway but then there's that <laughs> one port in the storm and it just kind of all Yes. Yeah. somehow it, it kind of makes sense that in the last episode we would continually see them fail though right because all yeah. we've seen the whole season is them succeed yeah so now we see them falling over and over and over again and that's essentially how they end yeah and it's oh, the, it, your, luck, and, your luck's done run up <laughs> yeah and and you know what it's not even just the luck it's just like what we said at the beginning of the episode it's kind of like like that one moment where they didn't see possibility that one moment where they gave in to their worst fears is when they it was just a cascade effect like anything you do from that point it's just you make the first mistake and it just tumbles down you know not their fault i mean but it's just kind of like it's kind of like in the movies when uh oh it's like as soon as you have sex you're on the chopping block you know know what i mean (laughs) if you have sex you will die yeah like the jason movies and all (laughs) that stuff nightmare on mr reed and yeah it's kind of like that it's it's kind of why i saw morgan like his end you admit feelings it's it you lost your powers of living that's why we feel that way too isn't it because of these 80 slashers films yeah as soon as you're in love you're dead and to this day i'm like nope don't fall in love (laughs) you're gonna die (laughs) yeah like why i brought up daryl like you know Mm -hmm. 
So and I totally, totally agree with that too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this this season of Fear the Walking Dead may not have been everything everybody hoped it would be, but I think look, I enjoyed it. I will say flat out, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I love how they are. If not for they make the connections, like if not for this, this wouldn't happen. If not for this, this wouldn't have happened. Not for what happened last season, this wouldn't have happened. You know, there's a lot of you got to give them credit for tying everything together the way that they did. Like even execution, I kind of liked. Look, would I have liked to have more action? Of course, like of course I would. But I don't watch. I don't necessarily watch it for the action. I I, I watch it for story. That's just me. You know, yep. I follow the story. If it's a good story, I'll 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 read it. It doesn't have to be zombie apocalypse survival completely. But too much action the, would get but would get boring too, right? I yeah. mean like, oh, here we go again, killing more walkers. Like it that runs its course eventually. Yeah, that you beginning know. of season seven wasn't great. It, like I would it's not great to have a heart attack uh, the first two episodes. Not great. That yeah. was the worst on my body. <laughs> like literally. Literally. Yeah. I was like like a cat on a hot tin roof. Like BPMs like at one seventy oh over twenty. <laughs> okay. I was I was in a theater. I watched seven oh one on a oh my movie God. screen. You poor thing. You did not have the luxury of privacy. Nope. I didn't care. Are you kidding? I cried like a baby. I didn't care who was looking at me. Not at all. I'm I think I screamed a couple of times even. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> nope. I was in a theater full of people. Screamed oh, man. like the white girl I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's limited to race. I think everybody has that moment. Oh man. And there uh, was a kid. There was like a, a small child sitting like three chairs away from me. And I'm like looking at this mom, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. What, what? is this kid watching? And she was all dressed up like Carl too. It was kind of cute, but But it's also I'm kind of like, like really? What? Really, mom? Yeah. Really? <laughs> How young oh. was the kid? Gosh, probably, well, this was like three years ago. Uh, probably 10 or 11. Uh-huh. How old Silas? He's 10. Okay. so But you wouldn't bring him, I guess? No, right? It's too young for I, this or what? I probably, I probably well, would. Well, then, you just, just saw your future. My kid. <laughs> I know, I know, right? But three years ago, my kid was not that old, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken him at that age. That's, but okay. That's a good point. I, pro- I probably now would. Yes. But I know my kid, and I know what he can handle, which I'm sure this parent did, too. Mm, they wouldn't just, have been we, there if, if they didn't we just healed a wound that you had <laughs> given to somebody in your mind <laughs> well i was just was shocked and then, yeah. and then i felt bad that the kid was watching this but you know my kid knows all about effects makeup and and fake things and theatrics and i mean he knows it's all fake we mm-hmm. talk about it all the time so yeah yeah that's great it wouldn't be traumatizing at all <laughs> that's great though see it's it's good to kind of see the whole circle come around yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just call it and right. um we will i mean look this is a pre-recorded show so mm-hmm. please leave a like and a comment mm-hmm. um i know there's tons of questions you might have if you leave comments this to this episode first of all if you're doing this do this from youtube do this from facebook do this from mixer and um twitch do it from any of these just leave a comment a like and then um if you the more comments you leave the more we'll be able to talk about it later maybe because the idea of us reformatting the show is going to involve a lot of that um we're going to probably give us your our take and what's going to happen is you're going to have a couple of live people who will um you know contribute to the show and stuff like that that'll be there at the time to be able to comment and chat but more than anything is that we're, we're going to need your comments so that we can really really interact with you guys in the second show we're planning we're planning on doing these second shows where you know uh we do it's basically going to be a reaction show like addressing your questions and concerns and and any and all of that and you know where you will be a part of the conversation you after, after having asked your questions so um as we go we're going to probably fine-tune things we're going to ask you how this format works for you and you know, we'll see how it goes and so with that i 
Thank you, Rachel, for joining me on this journey, this pre-recorded journey. Of course. Journey. And uh, probably the only show we've gone three hours and 38 minutes on ever, I think. Holy crap. This is a record. I, it feels like three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go to sleep pretty fast tonight. Yeah, I, I need a, a little TV watch before I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i think so thank you and then um yeah thank you for listening and watching and uh please leave a rating on on your podcast provider when this eventually goes out the audio uh stitcher uh uh you know apple Podcasts. I, those are the two i know of and those are the two that are in the giveaway which i forgot to mention oh that's that's gonna be gone that's like the last week got one more week get your licks in before it's too <laughs> late soup's on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get your shout outs. <laughs> no sauce on the side, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is in the soup kitchen. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you soon for the TWD season 10 premiere. And uh, we'll be changing our banners, our website colors, our uh, our episode graphics. We've got some really cool things in store oh for you. I'm so, so yeah, excited. She's, she's seen some of it, so she knows oh, what's I'm in store. I'm so excited. People so, are going to uh, love it. I yep. love it. The, the, the fever, the, the it's coming to a fever pitch, and uh, we cannot <laughs> wait to cover it. We're going to be watching next week on AMC Premiere and then pre-recording another show, but you're going to want to know everything about it. And see you soon. Take care and good night. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> you saw me about to do it. Bye. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> good day to you. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, Fear of the Walking Dead Season 5. Goodbye. We'll, we'll miss you. Oh, oh, that just got extra sad, man. I know. Ah, you took it to a whole other sad level. I know, because it is kind of sad. <laughs> it is. Well, farewell Bye. to you, Season 5. Bye. 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 <laughs>